And as soon as I started the podcast, my mic muted. <laughs> You're anyway, using the wrong uh, mic, I think, right now. Am I? That that or low I, bandwidth. This is a I, great uh, start. I moved, I moved my, yeah, I moved my lap. Hold on. <laughs> here, I'll intro hey, it for hey, Brett. You, if Welcome mute. to the OCA podcast. I am uh, uh, the <laughs> yeah. anime collector, and this is my co-host, Don Jobo Augie. And FDDNM. Yes, always. <laughs> be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel if you like this content. And be sure to check out my Patreon and OCA Podcast Patreon if you would like to support us and what we do. Because this podcast is going on the fritz. Yeah. Okay. If you so see us on the streets, as... give us free burritos. Darn it. As soon as as soon as the podcast was about to start, we were trying to get Augie's uh webcam to not have him like at the very bottom of the screen feeling like. And I was trying to show by changing my uh angle to give to give him an idea of what FD was asking him to do. And uh in doing so, I had to move my laptop and it unplugged the uh the microphone right as I hit start. <laughs> anyway. So this is gonna be um a shorter podcast. Uh for a lot of reasons, namely, um, I've got a lot of work to do, but also FDDM, uh, it has what might be the worst connection we've ever had. In fact, <laughs> I heard parts of the uh, intro um, while I was changing the settings over. I hope that you guys heard it. Anyway, so let me go ahead and get started with... Oh, you... <sighs> You added you added the Goku Macy's Day. I I already have that in the. Oh, I'm slow Premier, on news, as you can tell. Premier fan uh, badges are still not available, uh, and I guess Augie wants to talk about the Goku Macy's Day, Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade float. So let's jump right in for opening discussions. Oh my God! Finally. They have this. For the longest time, Goku is finally being appreciated in the Macy's Parade. So this, this would uh, be like, what, the second anime character? This is First one the, being this, Pikachu? This Castlevania guy, doesn't. he's not too pleased. Fabio is um, angry you don't believe it's butter. Okay. Um, so if you actually watch the video, it's kind of cool that they show the... Uh, the sculpting process, and they work their way into. Um, so they have these lines that are being drawn on photographs of the sculpt that act as, I guess, shape lines intended for how they're going to. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they probably 3D scanned this after it was sculpted, and then they use that and these lines in order to determine where cut lines are going to be in fabric, so that they can um, print out uh, a guide and then sew them together. But yeah, Otakuso is telling me. Sorry, I'm reading the chat real quick. Otakuso is telling me that uh, I guess yesterday you had. Well, first of all, I said he lives in the Detroit of Canada, and he said that like seven people got arrested next door <laughs> yesterday or something like that. Anyway, um, you guys can reminisce about how wonderful, yeah, how wonderful Canada is. 
Uh, anyway, Augie, you were saying? Uh, it would be more ideal if they used Goku's traditional look. However, with his hair being all pointed out every which jagged way, they probably want to want to go with the Super Saiyan form because it's much more at a point instead of Streamline. all over the place for Patan. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I agree. Um, it'll be more aerodynamic this way. Um, not a I fan of imagine blue, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's kind of cool that they're doing this. And I, you know, there might be eight people in the United States who would see Goku in any form and not know who he is. You know, it's just one of those things yeah. where it's permeated. It's like Pikachu. Like you cannot not know who Pikachu is by now. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You mean it's basically a household name? Yeah. Um, so let's... Uh, can you imagine... Good. Can you imagine like taking a picture of this and putting it back like when you was in... When Dragon Ball Z was airing on Toonami? I mean, people might believe that or think it would be fake because his hair is blue. <laughs> What's this bootleg uh, balloon? Um <laughs> I don't know. I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> Let's move on to pickups. <laughs> this this right. conversation isn't going anywhere. Um, this is this is our pre-podcast. For some reason, we don't know how to move on and and want to continue to make conversation about uninteresting topics. Uh, phenomenon. Anyway, let's go on to pickups. So, do you guys have anything? I got stuff, but do y'all want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first since I shared it on Twitter. So, because I want this podcast to go short, I'm not going to go into any detail on this. But um, I recently watched Blood Plus. For the, finally, actually sat through the whole thing. Um, if you have looked at my Twitter, you may have noticed I've watched about eight shows the last two weeks. Um, so, I got the uh, Blood Plus manga here. Um, I wanted to check out the original source material uh, for it, which is something I rarely do. And because it has appeared to have gone out of print. I bought Blood Sea The Last Dark. Now, I want you to notice this horrible, awful slipcover damage. You see all that gore? Oh, yeah. Even gorier than the show I itself. I see pixels. Yeah, to which I tweeted out that if I ever meet Jeff Bezos, I'm going to shove a bubble mailer in his ass. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I've already ordered a replacement and everything. So that's, I think those are all my pickups. I ordered, I'm surprised these actually got here today because um, that Blood Plus manga wasn't supposed to get here till like next week. Uh, anyway, so other pickups, guys. Let's keep this moving. All right, so I'll go first. Let's start with the Sentai sale. So first up, I got Opote. Because someone said, go get it, and I got it. Up next is one I really laughed laughed about is my mental choices are completely interfering with I can't read the rest. That's I'm Nokomo. having deja vu here. I Nokomo, thought you got these. What was it? Nokomo Deke, I forgot the name of the, the full name, but its short form is Nokome, and it has a reference to uh, it has a reference to school days in one of the episodes. I they like recreate a very iconic scene from it. And there might even be a boat. I can't remember. 
I haven't seen it. I it's remember it. watching it and laughing my ass, laughing my butt off, but I can't remember if I finished it or not. Up next is the Book of Pantora. Ooh, real quick, I just want to. Um, I just want to point something out real quick about uh, the first one you showed. Um, so when you said that, it triggered. <laughs> I, I guess I'm always in correct Augie's. Uh, no, the other one. Pronunciation mode. Um, the other one. <laughs> the first one. Apote? Yeah, so you called it Apote, which is actually how I yeah. think I used to pronounce it. But when you said that, it triggered that it's actually probably supposed to be Upote. Anyway, just We're, just we're in the room argument at that point. <laughs> some people say room, some people say room. Nobody says that. Shut up. <laughs> and some Midwestern people. But if yeah, I'm still of connected, Book of Bantor is out of print. Ooh. Yep. Every time I see it, like oh. I don't, I don't really have any desire to watch it. But every time I see the, um, the, I always feel like I'm supposed to buy it. But it's always Desert like Punk. really expensive, and I just don't care. Oh, I, I, I don't like Desert Punk. Um, well, actually, I, I thought it, it was. What? Let me rephrase that. Desert Punk is really funny. The main girl that looks like the girl on the front there of Book of Bantora couldn't yeah, stand yeah. it. Could not stand it. Yeah, fair that enough. She's a bitch. And up next, everyone's favorite, or at least I enjoyed it, uh, Shonen-esque adventure is uh, Quasar. Oh. Quasar of Stigmata. Oh, hell yeah. Quasar, Quasar yeah. I think it's Quasar of Stigmata, isn't it? Quasar of Stigmata. Stigmata. Yes, yep. and this is the another uh, instead of two different volumes, all in one volume set. That's one of three Following anime released over here that start with a Q. Oh, up next is uh, Horizon to the Middle of Nowhere. Once again, another two in one deal. Followed by that, just is to note, the God. second season, the main character is naked the entire season, pretty much. Holy crap! Shane Shane just said he picked up. All 26 box sets of Bleach for $35. Said, I thought it was too good to be true, but it came in. Um, we should talk because you should check some of those discs for one-to-one uh, for -one copies. I have a set. I don't remember what volume it was, but it's... Keep going, Augie. It's on you. All right. So up next is volume one and two of Cluster Edge. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Boom. Boom. Sides and back. I've been curious about this show, and I have no idea what to think about it, especially after seeing, like, the openings and endings. So I am looking forward to that. Okay. Real quick before you oh, go into the next one. Um, by my teen romantic comedy that, that 24 um, I know for a fact was uh, bootlegged this is the, the bootleg one um, it even has they even they went out of their way to print that um, but uh, I just wanted to clarify I don't know if they did all 36 sets the one to one bootleggers but um, when this one got bootlegged a person who was sort of helping me um, like my sounding board for the series I mentioned to him I found a bleach set, and he immediately knew which one it was going to be, just based on the fact that there, I guess, something pretty significant happens 
within the episodes on this one, so that's why they went to bootleg this one. I don't know if all thirty six have been. I don't know if all thirty six have been bootlegged, um, but we should uh, we should chat um, behind the scenes, uh, Shane, and we'll figure that out for you. All right, back to Augie. All right. Okay, so uh, my teen romantic comedy snafu and snafu too. Ooh, me like. With the exception of Book of Bantora, okay. pretty much everything that you've got. This is weird. Like you were saying, it's like deja vu. I think FDDM and I have both um, showed off everything except for um. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe you did show off Book of Bantora. Um, FDDM. I don't know. No, like, you're thinking uh, of the order that you just sent off. <laughs> oh, did you just? Did you just? I I didn't check any of that. I just opened it and took out the one that was for me. You might have just subconsciously saw it. But um, okay. it felt felt like my mental choices. I swear, and uh, Upode. I thought that I swear he had. Maybe it was a Blu-ray copy. I don't know. I have them. So You're up probably next. Thinking of me. Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> uh, up next, let's take a princess, rip her out of her royalty, put her in prison, and kill dragons with Crossange. I I really like this. Is that really how it's supposed to be pronounced? <clears throat> I've never. Um, I've never even seen like a thing for the show, but every time I've seen that written, I always thought it was Cross Ange. Ange? Is it? I don't know though. Uh, Did they say the name of the show in in the show? I have not seen this in English yet, and I know this is yep. This is a hybrid release, so I cannot wait. Okay. I hear it sucks, but I want to watch it anyway. <laughs> Reese says eh. <laughs> People don't like it because it starts with a rape scene. Are we talking so about up next because now? the cell was uh, <laughs> so up next is one that was begging to be bought from the cell and that's uh wake up girls boom yeah, yeah. so yeah. Boom. if it is pronounced on gay uh reese then that's that is the japanese yeah on j now that's not the japanese pronunciation <laughs> Up next is a uh, Taisho Baseball Girls. Ooh, an oldie, but I finally got it. If soft penny by chance? Huh? Soft tenny? Soft tenny. The tennis one, I think. Oh, I don't have that one yet. I want that so, because of how etchy it's surprisingly. Is. Yeah, up next I, is bought that, I bought that for a sports anime for me to watch with my wife, and as soon as I got it and looked at the back, I was like, yeah, this isn't going to happen. She's yeah. not going to like this. I know it's different from Bahamut, but finally got it to see what it's all about. Up next is uh, Saba Gebu Survival Club. Oh, that's Ooh. so amazing. This show is so underrated. Is the pellet? Yeah, they're they're uh, airsoft enthusiasts. It's a uh, hilarious. Right. Show. And uh, if you like your timelines being mixed up or knocked out of the ring, here's punchline. Ooh, yeah, slower little. There we go. That was that was funny. Then we have Roni Kenshin Kyoto Arc. Also going out of print. They, all of these are going out of the print. They're not printing DVDs anymore. What you're saying is a trick statement. <laughs> well, I mean, like, well, that Anaplex. One specifically because of Anaplex, yeah. Also, okay. have you noticed my connection's better? Yeah. 
I think oh, it's I because my, my so, disc presented. Season one and two of... Knights of Sidonia. Uh, yes, Knights of Sidonia. Those include the movies, too. Yes. Mm. Unless the DVD-only copies don't. No, but season might, three is coming. I watched Knights of Sidonia on um, Netflix. Netflix. There's an episode where the not... I don't know who the, what the character is. One of the girl characters, I think she's like the main girl. Um, she has a line where the English dub stops talking and the Japanese keeps going like a uh, like an old Hong Kong dub. <laughs> wow, I thought we were past that now. <clears throat> it oh, blew man. me away when I saw it. I was like, how did you screw this up? <laughs> <laughs> so up next is to... Is the damn ghost banry with golden time? Yep. Some more uh, deja vu here. Yep. It's not deja vu for me. I just it's think. Uh, to you. Well, uh, got... you know, this actually kind of makes sense because behind the scenes, Augie, uh, FDD, and M and I sort of made a pact to uh, try to get the same Sentai titles that we all had, so that we could. Um, do watch clubs that would be more likely that you guys would also have those titles already or would be able to get them for cheap when there's sales and stuff. So this actually seems kind of like we should have seen this coming. <laughs> yeah. Up next is Triage X, something I was curious about when it is first aired. And now I'll I think it. it's triage, but yeah. that... I don't know. I haven't seen it's, it's not, it's not hybrid. So I would not know. <laughs> Well, triage is like a, a, an English word or like that's, a familiar uh, Western that word. That sounds French. That's High School of the Dead's manga artist, who is now dead. Triage. Yeah. In medical oh use, the assignment of degrees of urgency to wounds or illness to decide the order of treatment of a large number of patients or ca casualties. So, like, that's why they set up the triage tents. Yeah, triage, not okay. triage. Up next is Battle Girls Time Paradox. I was Ooh. so underwhelmed with that show. And for some reason, the Hong Kong dumb thing happens in the last episodes. <laughs> oh, really? The same thing I was just talking about with uh, yeah. Isis Sidonia? I don't know why. Then following with uh, Girls Beyond the Wasteland. Ooh. I sure am glad that I'm not in any hurry to get through this podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> then we got a whole series of uh, Haku uh, Hakuoki, which is yeah. Otome. Yep. Uh, apparently, this is like samurais meets uh, zombies. Yeah. With an Otome game attached to it. Area of the Iron Fortress. Hakuoki. Yeah, yeah, I looked that one up. So I don't have season two on DVD, but I did order it on Blu-ray. So, yeah. The hell, there's that many of them? I knew there was a lot, but not yeah. that many. Yeah, it's it's one of those uh, Shonen AI shows that's also popular in Germany. So oh, af me. after sell, sell uh, Sentai Filmworks, I got... Got these totally spies, but they're doing espionage because it's totally canon. Ooh. That's canon. canon. Type moon, I think. Follow the blight, so I can't play H. 
then we got a two-parter of Hiro no Kakira. Boom. One and two on Blu-ray. <laughs> yes, I did, Reese. <laughs> All right, good news. We're done with Sentai. Oh, just Sentai? On to yeah, Bandai. On to, yeah, might as well, Sunrise with Gundam Builders. Ooh, one and two. One's a try, one's a not trying. That means one's not going to win. Then we get Gundam Age, season one, two, and movie. Oh, yeah, that. The right stuff sale, you're right. Yep, $10 each. <clears throat> From the code, it's $10 each. Minimum five. Then we have Gundam X. Gundam Triple X. Followed by one with a very good theme song is uh, Victory Gundam or Gundam V. Then finally, with Char having his counterattack, Amon Khan's going to mess with them junkyard kids in Gundam Double Zeta. Gundams. Right on, Anthony. Then followed by Thunderbolt December Sky. So there's a. Is this just a what? movie or is this a TV series? Yeah, when, That's the when, movie version of the OVA when is the series. When's going to come out? It's already. Oh, you mean for North America? The non import one. Okay. I keep, I've gotten. I have gotten tricked by them every single release. I have two copies of December Sky from the Japanese release, and then I pre-ordered the the other one, and then Stand I was like, floor. no, 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 cancel. Brad, if it's Japanese prices, it's Japanese cup. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's probably right, whenever they announce their Gundam panel next. <laughs> I'm glad we started early, Lance. You got to leave right at 9 <laughs> at our normal start time. Or 12. Take it easy, Good night, Lance. Then followed by Mobile Suit Gundam Origin. Ooh. I'm glad I waited so I didn't have to buy the import prices. I still think it's continuing with other characters because this is... The subtitle of this is uh, Chronicle Sailor of Char and, and Sela. By the way, um, did you? Uh, all right, man, take it easy. Did you see that video I sent you? The Kickstarter video. Um, no. Know? Good oh. point. I'll you, check uh, yeah, you might want to do that because it's only got a couple hours left, and it might it might be like one hour left right now. Huh. So before I said I got a Turn A Gundam Two, now I finally got the movies to go along with it. Followed by one series that people haven't had for until they re-released it is Gundam Igloo. And who in the world has the original release? I do. I have three separate copies of the original release. Oh, oh now you're bragging. And they're then worth, because they're it, worth nothing now. <laughs> yeah. And because it was there, I finally got a Gundam Evolve. Apparently, this one's. Uh, I haven't heard anything good about it. I have some pretty crazy Gundam news that I'll, I'll disclose when we get to a certain point in the podcast uh, news. So, Brad, as much as I do want that tool, 
it's kind of have, expensive. It's yeah. expensive, and I don't have A3 size uh, sticker paper yet, so I don't really have a need for it. I'll just wait till the Kickstarter's right. over and buy it, whatever. Good news is we're past the hump, because now I got Dakashi Kashi Season 2. Ooh. Wait, right. watch yeah. this on the watch. So, not not to be super cryptic to everybody else who's watching, but uh, regarding the item I was showing you, uh, FDDM, I am I did buy it because uh, I think it would be good to have for some projects I have to do. But uh, I would actually like to just buy a uh, a saw that could go forty five degree and cut <laughs> cut particle board and use that as oh that stuff okay chipboard instead of regular chipboard because it's much sturdier and if you can cut it at, the, at an angle like that you can make the seams uh perfect yeah all right up next something i've been waiting two years for and that's concrete revolution i really enjoyed this it's not for everyone given be because of the whole uh it tells a story but it jumps around in the timeline quite a lot so it might confuse and lose some people but i enjoyed it that in the second season had Ah, damn it, I forgot, but I'll get back to it. It has a dub, right? Yep. Cool. Then, finally, I got a copy of Hello Kitty. And another Hello Kitty. Oh, no. The love of God, how how much Hello Kitty is left for you to collect? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's the Sentai one. You okay. saw this coming. Oh, those brand new, the Sentai kids. <laughs> yeah. And for FD&M's sake, I finally got Bakuman. Which is incomplete. Yeah, seven episodes of Dubbed right Glory. Oh yeah. Why Hopefully seven? They, finished the dub. <laughs> they thought they were lucky. Yeah. And here's actually... a library copy of Humanity Has Declined. So woo. Some From the Dover County. Some DVDs do this interesting thing where they, um, rather than encode the opening theme song for every episode they put it on the disc once, once and they source it so that's one way to save some space on a disc maybe maybe that's how they got seven on there without over compromising i mean funimation does seven average per disc so it's probably pretty standard i just don't know why they released seven it went, it was a modern era where it's like yeah you do like 12 episodes per pie or whatever yeah well, but who released that? That was uh, Anime Media Works. Blasters? Anime Works, yeah. Yeah, Media Blasters released. It was in like 2011 or so. Is it a, oh, I was going to say, was yeah. it a burn a burn disc? Because that might explain why they... Because uh, dual they layer... At this point. Dual layer burn discs. Yeah, they have two discs for really seven weird. episodes. They have no excuse. <laughs> those are, those are oh. the extras. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I love the dub that they did have on it. It's just... Just uh, you know, Anime Works doing their thing. I hope if and when the Viz dubs it that they get the same cast because it's uh, the people that did the Your Name like voices, the two main characters or whatever. Mitsuha and Taki. Yeah, whatever their name is, Michael something and Stephanie oh, Shea. J, J. Michael Tatum. No, not J. Michael Tatum. Okay, Michael... are we ready? For me, yeah, I'm going to say Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but up next, one that <laughs> oh, FDM got that I didn't is Zillion. Ooh. Yours looks like it's and equally. After that, <laughs> and after that, uh, I finally got my copy of Mob Psycho 100. No slip. But wait, 
there's more. Oh, we all know about Spirit of Wonder, and thanks to a lingering post, I finally got the Miss China DVD. All right, all right, and the great finale. Beat those drums, beat those drums. One last one, one last one left. I'm gonna start putting this at the end of the podcast for the love of God. (laughs) Oh, all of Mason Ikoku, even. You even got volume eight? The legend itself. Yes. Well, if it's all of them, okay. yeah. Can we move on? Moving so, on. Before before we're we're done, do you wanna you wanna like make a thumbnail uh, face or something? Oh, with the mace on? Yeah, let's throw this in there too. I love how Augie just literally got the <laughs> holy grail of anime and we're just like, okay, can we move on? <laughs> It's only the holy grail to you because you don't have it. <laughs> no, because oh, yeah. eight is like not historically. What is the word? Notoriously expensive and stuff. Oh yeah. Anyway, I can finally post my collection on shelf life on A and N and not feel judged. Okay, so, so my turn. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm locked in. Show, as well, right? show ten right. things at once, please. <laughs> okay, so first we got Dagashikashi season two. Ooh. For the record, I got that as well because I, for- I forgot I pre-ordered it, but I didn't waste your time by showing it. <laughs> <laughs> Galaxy Angel Z in my my land, not Z. Um, I love how that snob says Dragon Ball Z because <laughs> that's like yeah, the only in, exception. He's in Greece, right? Yeah, he's in Greece, but I mean, it's like the only exception that anyone who says Z makes is Dragon Ball Z, but he even goes... Dragon Dragon Ball Z. It's not Russian. Okay, I I rolled it a bit hard there, but anyway. (laughs) Testament of New Devils Season 2 Limited Edition to go with my first season's Limited Edition. This was delayed, but it eventually came out. Then, now now Brad, you know I've been trying to get this for a while, but I kept on being like, it's inconvenient, or it's probably going to get a better price. Resident Evil Vendetta, Steel Book Edition, the UHD, whatever. It's fancy because it has Dolby Atmos in it. And my final pickup is Sergeant Frog Seasons 2 and 3, because it turns out these are the last copies on Amazon before they were no longer available, and the prices were hiking up, so I got a good time. And, yeah. Otherwise, I got, like, that heaviest band's latest CD... All right, and yeah, there we go. Okay, <laughs> on to the news. <laughs> um, Reese, uh, I did it in VLC. There's a, you just go video snapshot, pause it, take video snapshot. All right, let's do the news. Doing the news. Do the nudes. Starting with convention news. Anime New York City to host world premiere of Mob Psycho 100 anime second season. Uh, So that's basically the whole thing uh, that I want to say about this. Just seems to be relevant due to what uh, we watched for the podcast. This, uh, in fact, a lot of a lot of the articles are going to be related to (laughs) to that. Now, live action anime news. I have something interesting to point out here. Legendary 
produces Hollywood live action film of My Hero Academia. Legendary Entertainment also was attached to the Gundam live action movie. Oh, that one that never not, came to fruition. I'm not talking about uh, G Survivor. So, G, G, G Savior. Boy, it sure is nice to have a really slow internet right now when, when we finally got out of pickups. Uh, so anyway, do you guys have anything you want to say about uh, My Hero Academia? I don't know. It'll feel weird in live action. I'm. That's all I have to say. So is it going to be yeah. like Saw? So I'm going to say... <laughs> I'm going to say two things about this. Uh, number one is that... Um, this isn't going to translate well, as you said. There's there's two main reasons. First of all, All Might Super Buff is going to be difficult to cast. All Might Sickly and Skinny is going to be even worse. And it's <laughs> going to be the most jarring thing ever when you see that transition on screen. Well, you might as well just have the rock, have Big All Might be cast as The Rock and Skinny All Might be Steve Buscemi. At that point, reset the I rock. Want, I want uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito to get back together. There you go. Another trans reference. We're probably going to watch mind, that for April Fools this year. I wouldn't mind uh, Dwayne Johnson being uh, all my personally. Um, but uh, it's funny. So there's a there's an image. Let me let me find the image real quick. Let me just find it real quick. Uh, live. One second. By the way, have you guys seen that picture somebody took or they posted where uh, they took screen grabs of uh, Midoriya and they added eyelashes to him? Nope. That's literally all they change, and he immediately looks like a little girl instead of a guy. Sounds about right. Oh, um, Reese, just to answer your question, it, it was a rip. I should have should have clarified a rip of the Japanese Blu-rays. Why can't my internet is so slow right now? Okay, I found it. So, for the love of God. <laughs> I can't believe how slow I'm plugged into the ethernet right now are we sure that we want to explore this example further I already got it up I'm, I'm, I'm coming back to it uh, so the Gundam tab opened so this was for one of the several projects by Sunrise to commemorate the 40th anniversary of the Gundam franchise that was how long ago was that too long that definitely wasn't G Savior, is what I'm getting at. Um, oh. And then the other news here: uh, Hollywood live-action adaptation of Attack on Titan on deck from Warner Brothers. Now, this has Warner Brothers America or Japan. Warner Brothers America. They've got okay. the um, the director of the 2017 remake of It, which means that tells me that they're gonna they're gonna use it as a horror angle. They're, you know, they're gonna they're gonna touch on the whole no shonen of of the uh, titans eating people. And stuff. That's what how they're gonna focus on it. It's gonna be like a not a slasher, you know, but like where where the people are being hunted and chased down, kind of thing, rather than necessarily yeah. 
it's not going to be Spider-Man, you know what I mean? In the same way you might yeah. expect. So um, I think if, first of all, with Attack on Titan, the cast shouldn't have been Japanese for the, uh, for the Japanese live actions. Because Mikasa is the only remaining "quote unquote" Oriental, as they call her in the uh, in the show, and she's a half breed, right? Yeah. Um, and it's all uh, based on like Germany anyway and stuff. Well, it's largely uh, German uh, characters, but um, but it's mostly it's European is the point, right? So I yeah. think that this is actually. I have high hopes for this. I think this could actually be really good, especially if they treat it the same sort of way that they treated. Um, um, it. No, <laughs> I didn't see it. Um, Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, this is sort of my go-to approach for doing a live-action anime adaptation. The uh, My Hero Academia is gonna gonna be a disaster no matter what they do. Um, be just because it's. It's too quirky to copy. The closest thing you can do. Freaking A, this stupid image won't load. So uh, this was a joke that was put out there. But actually, I wouldn't mind seeing this movie with uh, Michael Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this I would actually be really for... funny. Oh, go Good. No, no, continue. Only concern I have for the Attack on Titan movie is since it's an action movie in America, where's the forced love romantic subplot going to be? With Mikasa and Aaron, like it was in the original show? <laughs> why does this matter? Like, why are you bringing this up? Oh, you mean, are you, no, are you saying that you're saying that, that it's either you're, ruin or so you're making the claim? You're making the claim that America is going to do this, but the original show didn't. I was going to say that was already a thing, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying the original thing. I'm saying they might overdo it for no reason. Like yeah, Alice, like Mikasa. Oh my God, she's in a bathing suit. Reese pointed out that that, that image had a, just a suit of armor for Ida. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so yeah, I'll just I'll wrap this up here. But I I think that. Um, if you do a new casting, if you, first of all, you, you, if you're going to do attack on Titan, you have to do Aaron because he's the, the, uh, spoilers for anybody who, who hasn't watched the show, like mute it for a minute because he's, he has a Titan form, right? So you couldn't, you couldn't in this case, you couldn't do a, uh, um, an alternate cast, unless you were to make the new cast person the the thing, you know. Unless so, you do um, like before the fall or whatever that is, that is an errand. That that would be like terrible to watch, though. Would you? Wouldn't that be boring as all heck to watch? That one actually sounds a lot better than the original Attack on Titan because well, it's before three Demon Over Gear. Let's be real. Oh, I thought you were just saying. Sorry, I thought you said... No, there's a literal thing called Attack okay. on Titan before the Yeah, fall. I got you. But I thought you... The way that you said it, where you brought Aaron back into the, the description there, I thought you were saying before the fall of the wall, and it would just be Aaron in the time before that oh. thing I'm trying not to say. <laughs> and I'm like, that would be so boring. <laughs> Pre-Titans. <laughs> They're going to need like 11 actors to play Aaron <laughs> for the... Uh, different age ages they're going to get through in the first five minutes of the of the movie 
Anyway, I think we're anyway, done with this. Yeah, let's move on to uh, Reese, I'm doxing you because you keep <laughs> messaging me during this thing. Okay, streaming news. Crunchyroll and Toonami teaming up for Adult Swim programming. I knew it. I said it. Okay. All right. Oh. I. This is Super Toonami. This is this is with straight love, not not trying to uh, bash on you, Augie. But anybody could have seen this coming because. <laughs> In the anime industry, there aren't there are very few companies that would have teamed up with Toonami, and it just seemed like an obvious choice. So I wouldn't brag about this one. Look, I'm I'm giving you full props for other predictions you have made, but this one I don't think you should be gloating over. I'm just thinking this is how they're gonna end up getting their shows dubbed. Like uh, that's Mob a good point. my Mob Psycho 100, they're gonna outsource to Bang Zoom because that's what they did with the original. So the second season. Is gonna have the same dub but different publisher. So, um, just in time <laughs> for you guys to enjoy it on Toonami, we've watched Mob Psycho 100 for the podcast. Um, so yeah, this is gonna be on Toonami if you didn't watch it and you uh, didn't own it, but you have uh, Toonami. All right, theater release news. Only one thing here. Love Chunibyo and Other Delusions film is uh, going to be in theaters starting tomorrow. Um, this, unlike the other movies that we've discussed so far, is a very limited release. I, I only found one theater. Hold on, though. Wasn't theater. that supposed to release this month? Like on Blu-ray? Okay. So it's getting a theatrical release just because it can. I'm just saying. Um, so answer me this. What is the Japanese Blu-ray for the one called Love Chunibyo and Other Delusions Rika version? That's a movie, correct? Yes. Are there isn't there like three of them that are titled like some somebody's name version? Mm, I don't think so. Unless it's all weaved into that same movie, but Yeah, because I thought it was like a um I thought it was a uh like by this version didn't okay. Sorry, keep Are you talking about this. like a limited edition title, like Rika version? Yeah. yeah. Didn't um, when Genion released Strawberry Marshmallow? Yeah, I would assume it's a recap. I'll talk so. Which one? When, when Genion when released Strawberry Marshmallow, Ichigo Mashimaro, um, I'm pretty sure that when I was deciding to buy it, I had uh, some hesitation because several of the copies had two different artworks. So I I think they were reversible covers. Maybe. Are you grabbing reversible it? Reversible covers has a lithogram, which they had a copy. Are you looking at the lithogram. Sentai version? Who? Me? Uh, yeah. I'm I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the Genion yeah. version. Oh yeah. my mine's right next to me. Um I remember I had a hard time deciding which one to buy. So I bought I bought these ones eventually. Can I, oh let me stop sharing. Can you uh can you no, compare you. yours? Uh these well, are the covers I went with. Exactly I think the, there's a cover with well, with Miyu in a, a bathing suit. But the is, lithograms. Lithograph. Lithograph. Yeah, so there's so there is a separate one. 
Because I know that there's one with um with is her name Mew? Maybe I'm thinking of the back of the art box actually, but I'm pretty sure that there's another one with her um on the actual DVD cover. And for a long time, I couldn't decide which one to buy. I didn't. I was like hesitant to buy it, and I eventually just made a decision on on which one I wanted to have. Um, and I I just bought those ones, and I I didn't let it bother me. Um, and I'm, I'm looking in there. They, they do have artwork on the inside cover, but it's not a reversible cover in the sense that you couldn't reverse it and have like an end label and everything. Literally so everyone know. calls that a reverse cover, but I agree. You need an end label for it to be reversible. <laughs> right. Right. So anyway, um, so wait, what is what mean? I'm getting at it regarding Rika version is it seemed like that might've been how it was marketed in Japan. Just a different art and stuff. Yeah, but um, I looked into it a little bit the other day because I'm planning to go see this movie um, for a video, and uh, I, I wanted to get um, some footage of the uh, of the show to use um, if it gets discussed. And uh, when I looked into the Rika version, um, and I found out, okay, so it's a movie. And I'm like, like Otaku said, I'm pretty sure it's a recap movie. No, no. Anyway. It's uh, what is it? They retell the first season from Rika's perspective, so it's okay, probably so like all Chunibyo so crap. It's a that sounds fun. Um, so it's it a does. it is a recap, but from her perspective. Um, so I, that might be why there's different versions of it. Then that's why it's called Rika version. That right. one. Anyway, so I'm gonna continue here. Let me uh. So that's that's airing um, as early as tomorrow. Um, the theater near me is not airing it. I, I have to double check because I'm supposed to. I'm supposed I just to, buy uh, the Blu-ray that's coming out later in the month because it probably costs as much as the movie tickets and popcorn or whatever. Yeah, but the thing is that if I can produce the more first impressions videos I can produce, the better the channel does because when somebody finds one of them and actually enjoys it, they end up watching more than one. And the more content I have, the better YouTuber like treats me algorithm wise. Well, I think you've lost the timing because it came ba out back in January. So just a few more days and you'll just have the source Blu-ray yourself. Yeah, which I'm which I'm going to get and be able to edit the first impressions video that I record on Saturday. <laughs> so it's know. like it's it's really good timing because I'll be able to get it. In fact, if it's already out in Japan, I, I'm going to move on. This this podcast isn't supposed to take so. <laughs> Augie, take it away. Data right, Live. Right. Season three, three is coming, and along with it is another game for the series. Which is which I'm we will glad Dow 3 is coming. I have a thing to say if you're done with that. No, they also introduced a new character in this article. Oh. Ended for the third <laughs> I feel season. bad for the Japanese who have to pronounce it this way. Dato arrive. <laughs> <laughs> Augie, is that everything you had to say about it? Yeah, pretty much. I so, enjoyed the show. I was looking like a couple weeks ago on any chart or whatever for a TBA, and I saw this as well. Um, I heard season two sucked and ruined what the first season had, but I mean, if that is the case, I hope mm -hmm. the third one repairs that somehow. That's all I, I gotta say. I don't feel like that right. was the case, but okay. I haven't Augie, seen it. Gone. Oh, I didn't. All oh, right, kind of suitable. Yeah. 
But the movie is finally coming out for Konosuba. In Japan. In Japan. Just to clarify for people, because I was like, whoa, I didn't put this in the right section, but I I remember reading it, the article, and it was for Japan. Anyway, uh, moving on. I think this got delayed from summer. That's why I posted it. (laughs) Okay. Um, Otaku So asked me to share this. Do you love your mom and her two-hit multi-target attacks? Light novel gets a TV anime. Um... So this this trend of ridiculous titles uh, doesn't seem to be going anywhere. <laughs> it's, like it's, so it's, it's the light novel thing. Multi-target like a shmup or something? What? Uh, I'm not... Is the multi... Is the two-hit multi-target attacks like a shmup or something? Like Toho or Gradius? Or what, what's, what's with that part? I, what I do one of those mean? It's either going to be something really bizarre... It's going to be something. I don't care. I'm going to move on. We'll find out another time. I don't know if it's a rail shooter or whatever you call it. What is that called? The top-down ones like Galaga? I I hear people call them smups or shoot em ups It might be shoot em up I don't know. <laughs> In this corner of the world's film, extended version delayed to 2019. The Rat Bastards. So uh, we've we've discussed this a little bit on the podcast in the past. Um, they had a budget of two hundred fifty million yen, um, and they're just they're just behind schedule. So they had planned for the film to be released in twenty eighteen, but they're pushing it to twenty nineteen. Um, it's kind of weird because it's called in this. Okay, so first of all, let me just clarify. I haven't actually watched the original movie yet. Um, oh yeah, the new title's awful. In yeah, it's <laughs> in this corner and other corners of the world. Um, but from what I read here about the actual content they're adding to it, doesn't sound like they go to any other corners of the world. <laughs> the random Japanese comment says "sorena," meaning this. I think "sorena." I think that's a question. Like, what is this? When they're saying, when they're saying corners of the world, are they aren't they talking about boxing or something else? No, it's about like a no, World War Two thing. World War Two, yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, Thank you. Uh, Doraemon prepares to buddy up with cop drama Ibo. I believe in Japanese, Ibo means partners, uh, like um, like you know, like a two police partners. Uh, in this case. So this is interesting because <laughs> this would be like SpongeBob <laughs> teaming up with uh, Law and Order SVU <laughs> because Ibo is a live action um, cop drama and they're animating uh, the actors here into Doraemon so that it exists in Doraemon universe, right? Um, and they are. Um, it said that Ibo has. Yeah, totally. I'd watch it too, <laughs> Reese. Um, what? So the for the Doraemon version, uh, they they specifically mentioned that Ibo's uh, title is getting a new kana because I, I'm going to assume that the original Ibo uses um, kanji that is above the. Uh, um, you know, like the, the level that the average kid that watches Doraemon can read, so they, they're changing it for that. 
Uh, Precure All-Stars Memories receives Guinness World Records title for most magical warriors in an anime film. So this is basically the tokusatsu, um, pardon, tokusatsu of, uh, of magical girl uh, shows, I guess. I didn't realize that Precure has like a billion seasons. These are all the characters in it, like in this, in this movie or whatever. It has 55 Precure girls uh, that show up in it. And that's like every long-running tokusatsu series, whether it be um, the Super Sentai or Kamen Rider or any of those, uh, at a certain point, particularly because they're all in costume and they can just keep putting anybody in the costume, they have characters from the earlier seasons just show up in an episode or in a movie or whatever to battle like the the unbeatable boss because, you know, they still exist. The seasons have just continued going. So, um, like there, are, if you look up tokusatsu um, stuff, you could find images like on Google of like just fifty different common writer people all standing on a cliff. You know, like they all just sort of walk up and show up on camera. <laughs> so anyway, this that seems like what they're doing here for this. And I'm I'm surprised because I didn't realize Precure. I mean, I feel like we've talked about Precure a lot in the news uh, portion of the podcast. We've only but, ever um, gotten like season one airing in English over here, and then nothing physically. Yeah. It just looks so mediocre to me. Like no, that no, it's, it's, no. the first one at least seems interesting. It's a girl who plays it, lacrosse this, or something. This also looks like cell shaded CG. Probably so. I mean, it's a magical girl genre. They managed to stretch this out so far. So you're probably going to have just like with Pokemon repeated episode concepts. But I have not seen it, so I cannot confirm if that's true. What's going on, AC? Moving on. Uh, Madhouse founder explains the reason for production halt of Satoshi Kon's Dreaming Machine film. So I'm going to um, summarize this by letting you guys know, obviously, Satoshi Kon has died uh, years ago, like quite a, quite a few years ago. Um, so didn't Madhouse go out of business? No, they no. made One Punch Man and stuff. Yeah, didn't, didn't, yeah. oh no, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about how Manglo? One Punch Man switched over to a different studio after season one. Is that is that what happened? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was barely even Madhouse who made the first season. Around. I think it's just because but JC staff was more reliable because Madhouse they had to like scramble to get all these direct different directors to come together instead of it being their core staff. Whereas with JC staff or whoever's doing the second season, they probably have all of their core staff and it's like, yeah, no problem. This is also mm -hmm. reason why Overlord was delayed to the next season instead of being with One Punch Man at the same time. Oh. But what what's the reason why they stopped production, AC? Uh, because the way they put it is that nobody is as good as Satoshi Kon, <laughs> and this is the biggest this is the biggest slap to Japanese directors' faces. They said, and I quote: "Yeah, if any talented foreign director wants to work on it, it might not be impossible to relaunch the project." So uh, Christopher Nolan or Darren Aronofsky, if you uh, 
want to stop copying Satoshi Kone and actually direct something of his, uh, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty harsh for the studio to say. And okay. Yeah, they brought on. Apparently, they brought on like two or three Japanese directors, and nobody's been able to uh, um, finish it. Fill the role. Like nobody, nobody quote yeah. has the same ability level level of ability as Satoshi Kon. I mean, whoever's uh, determining well, it's, it's who doesn't do is take the... the director and make them very, very depressed. And there you go. You think though, uh, so, like, good. Like, if they can point out, oh, you don't have the touch, then why isn't the person who's saying that go and fill the role themselves? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Um, so, I want to clarify this. This is sort of a misleading uh, headline. It says, Animated Castlevania producer adapting the Legend of Zelda. They said producer, not... <laughs> what did I say? No, I, I'm just saying they said oh, producer. No, no, no. So. Um, the, the, regarding the Legend of Zelda, within the article here, they say that it's not confirmed that it's Zelda. It's a speculation. Uh, and we're going to know, we'll find out what Adi Shankar is working on at 1 p.m. on November 16th, which is the day after the next podcast. I'm sorry, I can't I can't keep going on the uh, on the chat over here and do this at the same time. So just give me a minute. Um, so this is like the second bit of news that has the legend of Zelda touching Netflix. So let's see where that right. goes. You're right. That was in, that was actually touched on in the article about it being, um, there was speculation surrounding that in the past, which is why people, but that's, that's the entire reason for them putting that as the title of the article. Okay. Um, Okay, so Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid uh, manga is approaching climax, which I, I'm going to assume just means that they're ending it, right? Pretty much. I'm saddened. I'm saddened by these turns of events. I mean, when you have a day-to-day -day life thing, there's only so much you can do. I, you know, it's. <laughs> I know we just watched it, but I've already forgotten most of that show. I just remember there That's being what I something. Mean. I remember there being something towards the end that I'm like, well, this came out of nowhere <laughs> and felt how, completely unnecessary. How her dad or whatever, oh, her dad. the king came yeah. and was like, oh, you can't yeah, be so, in the human world. Right. So to that point, you're like, there's only so much you can do. It's like, well, apparently not. <laughs> they could just make <laughs> random crap up at any moment. Well, I feel like well, that's we don't probably know they're the, the world. Yeah, Reese says they could turn it into a battle manga. And that makes me think of that arc in... Uh, Battle Angel Alita, where all of a sudden it just becomes this hardcore sports manga. <laughs> <laughs> Compile Heart develops a new uh, data live game set for a 2019 release. So this well, is just uh, continuing what Augie was talking about. Do you have anything else, Augie, or can I continue? Continue. Okay. Near Automata, the leading robo lady is destined to quote to be a little pun there in Soul Calibur um, six. So, does anybody actually like Soul Calibur? <laughs> I love like Soul Calibur. I just have no idea what this has just stuff become is. Become the <laughs> character creator, which is just making a bunch of memes. So, um, the thing I thought was funny about this is okay. So, see this outfit here. All right, just full disclosure: I haven't played any of the autumn, uh, the near games, but um, this is the outfit of Kaide from the first game. And I distinctly remember reading somewhere that the creator of Near Automata had said that, quote, 
2B doesn't have sex organs. Like, I don't know why that needed to be clarified. I it guess did it was because there's that. a picture that people are like, wow, you can see her uh, body part here or whatever. And then people said, no, that's a fake. We don't have that rendered in it. And people were like, okay. why does she have this if she's an Android? Right. So the reason I'm bringing that up is because specifically the character in the first game was outed as being a transvestite <laughs> of having both sex organs. So it's just a bizarre, uh, something about this, this game series is quite bizarre. I think the creator said that he encourages the erotic art or whatever fan yeah. art and stuff. You should. If you, if you create Leave a character, I mean, look at, look, look at the Gridman stuff with Rika's thighs. I mean, that, that's launching that show into every, like anybody who wasn't going to check that out is checking it out because of the memes. I just think it's hilarious that he has that take on it because no one else has that take. I know zero about Nier, but to me, the character kind of looks like a gothic Cassandra in the series, but who knows how she's going to play. It's a brilliant character design. I'll give them that. They they really nailed it. Um, like they created something that was destined to be uh, recognized. Well, not not just recognized, but like it was destined to be like a cultural phenomenon when the movie or pardon the game came out, and then it just like took the internet by storm. It, something about it was just like, er, how can I put this? They created a character that, as soon as it came out. Every fan artist drew a picture of it. Every cosplayer started creating a costume for it. It's just, it's incredibly intelligent design, you know, for, um, for milking the popularity in that way. Because this is kind of like what we were discussing with Goku about how, um, how I, I was mentioning there's probably eight people in the West who don't actually know who Goku is at this point, you know, where, I've never played near, but I know like half the characters' names from the series. And I, I how do I know that Kaede is a train? Like, how do I know that? Like, how did that come in? It's just something about this game design and the character design around it and the story or whatever it is has created this cultural phenomenon right. that I don't I've not even played this game, and yet somehow I I am aware like i would know without even looking at it in the context here that this face thing is from near you know what i mean and the little robot thing that i that i might otherwise have guessed was like a metal gear solid thing or something like but i i just it's bizarre it's they there's something about it they tapped into right. something that's really impressive right we got schedule. so jump jump for screen show more of kenshiro and rio saiba so obviously oh my god watching the video of this this is the most violent I've ever seen Rio. And I've seen a lot of the show. It's like going all out, shooting shooting his guns up, getting the bazooka out. Like he is dead serious. Oh my is this, god. Is this Rukia? Uh probably. It is I guess. Jump. I don't the know. It looks like a hen, so I guess okay, so. It's it's called jump force. But yeah. for some reason, I expected all the characters to be male. <laughs> This feels a little no. weird seeing Rukia in here. Well, that's every game that's a compilation of anime characters like uh, Shonen Jump Victory Versus. Sure, I'm, I'm just saying. Have, like, I, I did, for some reason, it took me by surprise. Because well, you have a lot of devolution in this, the uh, places. Uh, 
Is Read this pose implying? Uh, is this pose implying uh, <laughs> Is that what's happening yep. here? <laughs> exactly. It's like when the well, wonder me out is you have the you have the voice actor of Rio Saiba, and you have the voice actor of Ken. Masters? Used to when it was like uh, oh, not Ken Masters, Kenshiro. Yeah, I was gonna say why originally they were both the same voice actor. <laughs> Now they're two different voice actors. Why? That and if you're going to introduce those two, where's uh, the original Kaneko Man at? Because that was also voiced by the same voice actor. And that's Shonen Jump too. Well, that's my, that's Shonen, weird Shonen Jump is, is more connected to the manga side of it, not the anime production side, right? Yeah. Sure I mean, I get that they would. I get that they would try to get to the it. character, the the voice actors, right? I'm sorry, Rio looks so weird in this. His neck is so thick. You know what it is? Is it's the uh, it's the shading on it is too hard. When you watch the show, yeah, the shading on the on this is a little bit. They should have toned it down. He looks like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in uh, Last Action Hero when he wears the red T-shirt. Yeah, to me, he always looks like an action-packed David Seville. Why so do I feel like I should know who that is, but like nothing's coming up? Chipmunks. David. Chipmunks. Dave. Oh, David. Alvin. Alvin's uh, like guardian. Yep. Anyway, all right, so uh, continuing jump four screen show off a new Akira Toriyama designed villain. Now, I just want to point out this is the only point I want to make about this Akira Toriyama is it me or is he getting like incredibly lazy with uh character designs? I haven't gotten through all of Dragon Ball Super, but I feel <laughs> like there's just a bunch of characters that look exactly like this, minus like the head markings. You mean just like a generic bald guy, yeah, or something. Wow. Before we continue on, how much uh, Dragon Warrior have you played? Zero. A fair amount, and he's got a great—he's got a great sense of design for that, from what I've seen. Yeah, but you kind of notice he. Oh, you mean like the characters all look like Dragon Ball characters that are reskinned, like how, yeah. like how uh, Chrono from Chrono Trigger. If you literally take the sprite and change the color, you have Gohan, Super Saiyan Gohan, from the Cell Saga. Yeah. I mean, the same creator is going to manipulate what he has. Yeah, at I hand, just, it but... just feels weird that, like, remember in in Dragon Ball Z, we had, think of how different these characters are. Raditz, you know, Vegeta, um, Frieza in all of his different forms, Cell in all of his different forms, the androids, Majin Buu, um, Garlic Jr., you know, all these different characters that are drastically different. And then in Dragon Ball Super, and again, I haven't gotten through all of Dragon Ball Super, so I wouldn't, I, I can't really speak to it. Uh, but from what I understand of the character designs um, of those, I, I don't even know the character's names, but Hit being one of the ones that comes to mind. Um, and uh, I don't know who the other guy's name is. Jiren, I think his name is. They just look identical. I, I couldn't even pick them out in a lineup. Anyway, I'm going to move on. Move on. Dressing like Dante ain't cheap with this $8,600 Devil May Cry bundle. So you get a special we jacket. Let them get away with, we let them get away with, uh, um, we let them get away with the legend of the galactic hero set and look at where things have gone. 
Well, they, actually, this is for the Jap. Is this for the Japanese one? This yeah, is it's only one. Japanese so far. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you could buy a. Uh, you could buy this on Etsy for like three hundred bucks. Yeah, that's what everyone's yeah. saying. But there's some it, collector wait, wait, that. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, does it come to with have all that. the jackets? No, you pick of one of three. The new character V or whatever his name is is the cheapest one. Dante's yeah. is the expensive, most expensive. L- let's be real. Nobody actually wants this one. <laughs> yeah. Dante's look. I- I'm actually like really shocked looking at the guy wearing it because this does not look like it would fit well. Like they must have. Um, this is a figure. That's why. <laughs> that's a figure, isn't it? I can't even tell. No, it couldn't be because it's not I'm a actually thinking of it now. Be... Did they just like what do they do? Do they have a bunch of pre made uh, different sizes of the jacket or is it just like, yeah, it sucks for you if it's you don't probably fit it? one size fits all? Yeah, after the one on Dante's motion capture. I... Okay, for love of God, are you telling me that they did the motion capture while the guy is wearing a jacket? That doesn't seem smart. Maybe I mean, I guess, so I guess that they possibly. look at it for reference of how the jacket moves. Well, I don't. I really doubt that. But it might be to get to get the actor, like when he like needs to grab his gun to first flip away the jacket, kind of thing. Like that might be a reason for it, so that it, it, it's believable the movement that he's making. But it just seems like not a. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue. Yeah, I think it's silly too. Release news. So the My Hero Academia Two Heroes DVD Blu-ray Plus Ultra Edition jacket, jacket. illustrations have been revealed. Yeah, a little uh, eight thousand six hundred dollars segue jacket. there. <laughs> um, I feel like we already saw this though. Is it just this one? This is the new one, I think. So um, I mentioned I, I did a first impressions for this, but I got to wait for the uh, Blu-ray to be released so I can get footage to cut in there. Um, when you watch it, I just want to point out something. This character, the character design for him is terrible because <laughs> when you see young All Might, and, and him, then they you look see, the same, then you see older All Might. His you you like look at his hair. And then you think, okay, so this is what it looked like back then. This is what it looks like now. The villain, when the villain shows up, they show him from behind. For like the first three scenes you see him in, it looks exactly like it's an older version of this guy, and they're trying to bait and switch you with it. But it's not that character. Anyway. The uh, TV anime Slayer's first three seasons to get a Blu-ray box release for the first time. I'm hype about this, and hopefully Funimation re-releases it for the First time in ages. That would There's be nice. One they... guy that works with that works with uh, Discotheque Media. You have the Savakis guy, the Mike Tool. This is one of the shows that he really wants to either see remaster or get a remaster. I, don't quote me verbatim on that, but I know it's on his top top wish list items. I yeah, and why, I think... um, I wonder why. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Lena, Lena. That's what I was gonna say. Rena. No, uh, I wonder why uh, Lena decided to wear a bra in the second and third season. <laughs> well, I'm hype about this just because. Remember, the, she doesn't have breasts. The OVA and movie collection. Uh, I found out that it had a Blu-ray already released like years ago, 
just because uh, I looked, I previewed the aspect ratio on the copies I got, and I'm like, oh, this one's like double letterboxed. Is there a Blu-ray of this somewhere that I can like? When you say swap? double letterboxed, do you mean window boxed? Pillar boxes and letter boxes. Yeah, at that's the called same window time. boxing. Yeah. But either it. way, I was looking to see if there's any better source in like Japan so I could swap it out or something. But right. yeah, so apparently you can get the entire thing in Blu-ray quality remastered. So I hope Funimation grabs all of it, including the stupid OVAs and movies, which shouldn't be of print. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Agreed. All right. Yeah. So we talked about this briefly uh, in another podcast. I just wanted to point out that the uh, the, the actual design for it is out. Now, this is what's weird. So on the thing here, see standard and deluxe, right? Now, granted, this is the reverse spine. Like, obviously, they wouldn't show it to us from the back. They're just like, they're symmetry, right? Yeah. For the angling. Um, this is released by Shout Factory. This end label is only in Japanese. Well, so, it could be like uh, JoJo, how it had a really bad end label, and then when it came out, it was a different end label. Well, like I said, this is the, the part that goes into the bookcase. So maybe on the other side, it has it in English. I got to say, though, th this doesn't look like... Uh, <laughs> Danny's finally getting back to you on that question. <laughs> <laughs> I hope um, this isn't one of those that's kind of like the Blood Trinity, where you have the full box, but it but it has a top that you have to pop out. Trinity Blood, you mean? Uh, um, no, it doesn't, Blood yeah. Plus. Wait, what? It doesn't. No, he's talking about Trinity, Trinity Blood. Blood. It has a it has a a box with a cut and that's a slant, so you have to lift it up. It's kind of uh, well, Blood Plus actually has that too. That's a good point. Blood Plus has that too. Right? They lift it off and then. The Roroni Kenshin Premium sets for the U.S. release has that too, but yeah. No, the premium sets open a different way, but I, I, yeah, I get what you mean. Anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't look like it. I mean, oh, you mean because of because there's no way to like open it on this side. So it, it looks kind of like a slip. Yeah, cover. I don't see. I I, I'm gonna so. guess this is. I'm gonna guess it's a slip cover. Anyway, I'm gonna move on. Made in Japan cancels the SD Space Runaway Ideon Blu-ray because they're planning an actual HD release. I was about to be disappointed. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with this. And they finally listened to people, so that's Ready why they fun? decided to do it. Remasters yes. of old series in the 80s look amazing. Amazing, yeah. 90s ones, oh, too. Yeah. The coloring is incredible. Um, right, I was just like any... any uh, what is it? Film grain series that gets a proper yeah. remaster. I was looking at the Blu-ray rip uh, uh, that I got for um, the the Blu-ray of uh, Escaflone. Just the opening shot for for um, the theme song with Hitomi looking up at the sky. There's so much depth to that color that wasn't in the DVD release. Anyway, Blue Seed Elemental Gallade anime Blu-rays list, listed from Discotech. Do so, we want to wait for the right stuff page or whatever? Uh, yeah, let me pull it up. So, uh, Lishansky had said something to me about like, Hey, if you do this and this, you can have an easier time getting what you need for the, uh, pre-orders. Um, so, oh yeah. Otaku, so you're right on the money. That'd be awesome. Um, but, uh, Lishansky, if you could just send me a link that we could update the, uh, thing with, that would be awesome. 
boy, am I glad I stopped screen sharing right now. <laughs> I didn't click hide adult before I clicked on Blu-ray and DVD. Okay. Um, all right. So let's go to... Believer. Is this the Justin Bieber movie? Why would that be on there? That was a joke. Oh. Go Shogun. Oh, wait. You're on new releases. I was about to say, what the hell are you looking at? Yeah, those, yeah, those pre-orders are coming right now. Yeah, I was going to say, where's is there a way to click on pre-orders? Okay, go up and hit the Right Stuff main page thing again. Okay, well, let me stop screen sharing for a minute. So you just hit the right I, stuff I, I thing? Thought, oh yeah, I see. I know. There's a separate thing for pre-order. I thought that new releases would have pre-orders included. So let me... So Because pre-order doesn't have new releases on it, too. Is there a way for me to just click... Maybe if I click off pre-order, it'll have pre-orders. It'll just have everything, right? Yeah. Right. They'll have everything I got it. you have to sort them. I got it. Because then we can see stuff that we, that we missed. Uh, here we go. I got it. So we've got some interesting stuff develop, developing here regarding uh, Maquia. Is it Maquia or Maquia? I don't know. Yeah. So finally, Lupin the Third, the legend Ooh, of the this... gold of Babylon. But that was already announced for yeah, the yeah. Know, like like last DVD month. releases. If somebody wants to buy this for me for my birthday, it's right around that time. Um, <laughs> So Finally, God Mars. Release for Hells, God Mars. Do you want me to look at these? Delay. Yeah, open one for God Mars and. For the Blue love of God, dude, just stop releasing the last unicorn. <laughs> what? Every time, what? What the heck is this doing on? Torp I, I, stock I, for some hold reason. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. New to old. That's why. There we go. What? Oh, part two. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, hold on. So now it's because these ones have those like to be determined dates. Yeah. Um, Mars comes in like a lion. Okay, here's how we should have done it. Any of these need to be opened? I think the March comes like a lion, unicorn, and fate apocrypha we've already gone over. Okay, then I'm going to skip yeah. those. Gangsta, who cares about the essential collection? I don't think you put it in a better order. In fact, we can't see any of the new releases. Because there's very have, few. There's just Blue Seed, Elemental Glade, God Mars, you, Hells, you DVD. You want me to do it? Yeah, because these are... And okay, Machia. Gotcha, That's gotcha. it. So I switched it back. These are sorted by relevance. So maybe these ones are being... Yep. For when they were added to the site, probably. Okay. Yep. But yeah, there's very few. Okay. So can I be done then? Like, should I... Well, yeah, yeah we can move done. on to opening the It's just the bizarre thing. that this is popping up here. I didn't even yeah. know that was on right Maybe stuff. Having to reprint it. Okay. All right. A DVD release. So this is the first DVD release of Pink Jacket Lupin. This is part three, correct? Correct. Yeah, I think this is the first actual DVD release we're getting of a Pink Jacket. Okay, so Brady, no. if you happen to watch this. Why did you put the Lupin logo with the knife sticking right into Lupin's crotch? <laughs> Technically, this would be the second time on DVD. The first one being red versus green. Okay. Uh, 
that doesn't count. <laughs> we've we've been over this. Uh, so here's Hell's DVD My version. Sister-in-law, sister-in-law, I think, voiced the character in this. Yeah, because Team Four Star is the one that dubbed it. They're the one. Right. I thought they were the ones that scripted it. Then Cadence dubbed it. Who knows? So God Mars is as Savaka uh, said in one of the articles was the first SD Blu-ray. So I don't know. Oh yeah, and they changed. It? It's been. They changed what? They changed the artwork, as you can see. I kind of like this one more because it doesn't show its age as much as the other one. I remember seeing this like on a whole slew of, slew of uh, stream sites like who Crunchyroll, Hulu, Hulu. Crunchyroll, and I've on A and N. It lists some other other places, and I've been wanting to watch this for watch a better version of this for a long time. Just like with uh, Karate Master and Captain Harlock having like the film grainy uh, stream of it. I mean, this is still going to. I know it's great. not a remaster, but I hope this is a lot better than what I saw on there. But regardless, it, I don't have to worry about quality too much because it's on a hard disk. I don't have to worry about an internet collect connection. Okay. I can finally say I own all of God Mars instead of looking at that VHS of a few episodes. Yeah, God what? Mars. If they what do what they that? did with Marmalade Boy, it'll look nicer. What was, what that was your show? question, AC? What was that show they did where there was a problem with something in terms of copyright or something, and they they got into this weird loophole where they were Lensman. what? No, it's no. Lensman. Where were, it's no. where they were able to use Darth Vader as the villain, like actual Darth Vader is the villain in the anime. That's I've funny. I wish that. I knew what that was. I'm I'm shocked it's like escaped my my memory. Comment down like, below. This is something what? Yeah. Um it might be God Mars. I, I don't think so though. But so, anyway. Uh so here's the uh Elemental Glade uh Blu-ray set. I'm glad they finally released this. And it's strange that they released this as soon as I was finishing watching this, so <laughs> That's a strange coincidence. Yeah, and I'm glad, I'm I glad more to... people are going to be able to see it. Yep. Uh, to me, this series is kind of the next best thing to having a uh, Skies of Arcadia anime, sort of. But I say give it a watch if you enjoy Shonen. But continuing on to Blue Seed, are there ninjas in this show? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, so, Blue Seed and Blue Gender came out around the same time, and I'm having trouble separating them in my head. Seed I has know, the plants, Gender I, has the bugs. This is by 3 by 3 Eyes guy, I think. Oh, I, I, I could absolutely see that in terms of the yeah, art, and the art for sure. Like that screams three by three eyes. Yeah, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, ugh. Well, good um, news is if I decide to upgrade to that, I don't have to get my uh, blue seed thin pack box complete confused with my yeah. uh, Aria yeah. collection. It's really annoying that the the ADV released this originally, right? 
Yeah. The thin pack yep. box doesn't have the OVA on it. I thought it did. No, I had to buy it. Thank you. Blue I was wondering Beyond. if I should get this. Blue Seed Beyond is uh, separate on that. Uh, you have to buy it separate for the thin pack. And wait, wait, go here... back. <laughs> so, Blue Seed, the thing is, with this, they did have a release in Japan. It was an upscale, but it was a really stuttery, crappy one, I think, is what Sabeka like said. Huh? No, that's like three episodes. Come on. It, it, it wasn't that. Well, no, it was awful on the second uh, season. Like, I, well, it was painfully bad. I only noticed it for three episodes. I, I don't know. Savakis, like he said, different... Uh, what is it? Different devices will convert it differently or whatever, so it could have looked oh. a lot worse on yeah, wherever I'm, you were I'm watching. watching it. I'm watching it on the free Blu-ray player that we got from that one Sentai sale. Yeah, maybe it just decoded it a lot worse on yours, but uh, anyway, so this one stuttery whatever, so... What they did, because the masters were total garbage, is they um, they just took the ADB SD masters. Right, that's what they said, yeah. But, I mean, hopefully they can do a little bit of SD magic with some filters or something. But, yeah. I don't remember it looking terrible on the DVDs, but, um, you know, you have fond memories of DVDs when... Uh... Well, someone because... said this about video games is that like when you remember the older video games you played, you like remaster them in your head, and then when you go and see them again, you're like, ugh, that looks That's a lot worse. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm sure we've discussed this before, but what is going on, Funimation? You put a you put a stupid band at the top, which is totally fine, but then you don't put the Blu-ray and DVD symbol up in that little band. It's like this ugly purple bar at the top. It's like a b purple bar of soap, like randomly towards the top there. To be fair, that won't matter if you have yeah, the art box. Art box but... It's kind of winking at the bar, cover. though. Well, I mean, yeah, they don't really have the slip covers normally. Only on like Twin Star Exorcists. And it's in the box when you buy it that way. Anyway, um, all right. So I'm going to continue. Is that all right? Can we? Yep. So why did it take six months this, to get part hold on. two out? That's so strange. Probably because of the Jimmy. problems with part one that they're like, oh shit, we can't do that again. Um, this character yeah. looks like uh, I, I haven't. I I know it's not obviously, but I, um, kind of when I see this character, I which by the way, just for the record, I haven't watched ReZero, but this character makes me think of the Kimono Friends character. The one that uh, is male? He this doesn't know right that. If yeah, it's know. a trap. Yeah, that's a male. Okay. Well, I'm referring to this character, so you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Address the point I'm talking about. No, I'm just anyway, pointing out to I agree. Is... I agree with the stylistic observation, but... Eh. All right, and then there's nothing else we want to look at here. Nope. We can move on, correct? All right. Yep, it's all backlog. Random merch. Put the kettle on for Ron Mahaff tea. So I think we kind of talked about Ron something Mahaff. similar to this before, but what's cool about this is that it's actually, I don't know, it's kind of neat. Not that garbage. Got these oh, the characters are ingrained into the wood. You can see Genma, right, Genda and Pema form right there, then uh, Ranma on the other side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ranma over there. Thank you for okay. narrating this. Yeah. <laughs> 
right. So um, I've, I'm not really sharing these anymore because um, it's just a waste of time. But with this one in particular, I thought it was interesting because um, not that these are that good looking, but they don't say case closed on them. They say uh, Fuse Detective Campbell Connor. or whatever on them because um, because it's these are there's a fictional designer uh, in the show. And these are like real world things of her designs. So that, that was kind of interesting that they're like, they're making it as if, although, I don't know, it is a, oh man, they got the S touching the U and the A, USA. Um, but uh, so I, I couldn't even see the A there, but yeah, it's, so it's Fusai uh, Campbell. <laughs> Reese says the tea box looks like something that one of my college friends had something else in. Uh, anyway, I thought this was just interesting that, that they're um, they're taking uh, um, like they're they're bridging it, the the character des the designer in the show rather than just like here's something with the thing slapped on it. You know what I mean? So I haven't yeah. I don't remember this character. Uh, in the show, but I, I'm, I would imagine that these things are things that are featured in the show, but it brought to life, which the whole, uh, whole Foose Campbell logo to me kind of, kind of looks like a hotel. Well, yeah, hotel, it, it, uh, does. Marker. It, it looks like, uh, it looks, yeah. Okay. I'm going to, yeah. The, the hand wallet I'm expecting to get soap out of. <laughs> All right. Uh, Danny, watch like the first hour of the podcast <laughs> and you'll, you'll see all of Augie never ending Sentai pickups. I mean, that wasn't the Halloween sale though, but anyway, uh, so, um, the Halloween sale. so since Luckily Danny's here, Danny actually shared this article with me, anime tourism association announces top 88 pilgrimage sites for 2019. What's interesting about this is that there's sort of a controversy in here that, Coincidentally, despite all the voting, they picked a bunch of shows from, um, was it uh, Katakawa? Uh, they so even though the top voted, many of the top voted works were by Kyoto Animation and PA Works, uh, they were discarded in favor of titles that Katakawa had a financial stake in. So, um, kind of interesting there. The only one of these that I thought was interesting. Which one was it? I already forgot. <laughs> Angomwa. That was the only one I thought was actually interesting. Like the rest of these, I'm like, okay, I'm just in Japan. I'm, I'm just in a part of Japan. It could literally literally be any other part of Japan. I wouldn't even you know, tell the difference. But the Angomwa one I thought was interesting because it's a little bit more uh, historical. Anyway, moving on. And here's the uh, thing that I was going to share there about Goku flying over the Macy's Day Parade. Monster nerds can prove their knowledge with the first annual Godzilla certification exam. What? So if you're what a if that guy uh, from NASA got this. <laughs> that is pretty Join cool, the... but what would you do with it? What VR ride where you look at uh No, he, he's talking Earth. about this. Um, um what would you do with it? This is like rights. you know, why do you major in Klingon? Ah, okay. You know what I mean? Like, like that's a legitimate question. Why does anybody major in Klingon? What what use does that have outside of the Star Trek fandom? Right? 
I know you don't want to hear this, AC, but there are psychologists who do learn that to get more in touch with their patients, but that's a whole different matter. Yeah, I really doubt it. (laughs) Um, So join the major for a new Ghost in the Shell VR ride. Um, So new, in this case, is referring to the ride. But it also is the character design of Ghost in the Shell, the new movie, uh, which means we have the hideous Arise bangs. And I'm just hoping that, first of all, all the characters look like shit in this. Um, but I'm, I'm just hoping that this isn't a premonition that the next Ghost in the Shell property doesn't continue with this hideous look. I feel like it's just underwhelming. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool concept, and it would be really cool to see that continue. There's an Attack on Titan version of that, too. Man nabbed after selling counterfeit Yu-Gi-Oh card for $3,600. Like he had one singular card that was really expensive and rare, but fake. They're talking about, uh, take, for instance, this version of the Blue Eyes White Dragon card, of which only one in the entire world exists. So this version of this card, only one exists. It's worth... Uh, $400,000 or estimated or whatever. Um, and it was up for sale in a card shop in Akihabara for this amount. So that doesn't necessarily mean that it's worth that. That doesn't necessarily mean that you could actually sell it for that price kind of thing. But uh, that's what they were trying to get for it. Um, and then, uh, so basically what happened is there was another card um, that coincidentally was asking 400,000 yen, not $400,000, which comes out to uh, $3,600. Um, this girl bought it and, um, basically the, uh, uh, there are color discrepancies. The holographic background was different and some of the text didn't match. And the guy said that, uh, he admitted the charges and said, there's no mistake with regard to his actions about suspecting that, uh, that it was fake when he sold it. Anyway, uh, it's more interesting that, that some of those cards are worth so much than than the fact that all that happened. But Haruhi helps crack a 25-year-old mathematical conundrum. So this is the last uh, article here. I just want to summarize it real quick. Um, basically, the um, what this boils down to... What's the word that they had about... They called it... Uh, permutation, right? So uh, this show was aired out of order chronologically speaking and then on the the blu-ray release it was put into chronological order and there's basically like 11 or 12 different official orders you can watch it in and somebody on 4chan had asked what is the most efficient way to watch every possible order of the melancholy of her who sees me as 14 episodes and i think what they mean by that is like if you were to watch it forward and then backward um you could skip watching the last episode twice. You know what I mean? Because you get episodes 1 through 14, and then you go from 14 back down to 13 again, and back down to 1. You know what I mean? So you can skip one. So I guess the idea is um, the the mathematical conundrum that they were were solving was how to, like, set up a formula that would help you to to figure out how to do that. Um, And uh, they, they go on to state in the article that they didn't actually come up with a formula, but they, they made some significant progress that wouldn't have been made if it hadn't been for Haruhi. And like people, mathematicians had noticed it and somebody on the, on the 4chan site had, uh, 
who was a mathematician had like rewritten what was written on the site in a way that was like presenting it to math other mathematicians and stuff. This is kind of interesting. What do you mean um, if it weren't for Haruhi? Wasn't Haruhi the purpose of even figuring out the order? Yeah, I'm saying if it wasn't for Haruhi, they wouldn't they wouldn't have gotten farther in understanding the this permutation. This is this is a mathematical concept that they haven't solved how to create a formula for. Permutation order stuff like waste efficiency of permutation uh, for things, um, and it, it is something that couldn't like the question can't be solved uh, without using a formula. So the people on the 4chan board were coming up with ways to solve it, and they got closer to like they they basically advanced the understanding of how you would solve the formula by creating mock-up formulas and stuff to try to to try to sort the the data and whatnot to figure out how many how many times you'd have to watch it and everything um and basically the number they came up with was uh, a viewer would have to watch at least ninety three thousand or pardon ninety three billion eight hundred eighty four million three hundred thirteen thousand six hundred eleven episodes to accomplish the task um anyway yeah and reese says harvey was the catalyst for the whole thing that's that's, that's a good way of summarizing what i should have said all right so that's it for uh for news, and it's only 10.15, so we're only 15 minutes past an hour of our normal uh, schedule time of when the podcast was started, which is great. Let me just grab Mob Psycho so I have something to wield around and throw it Yeah, in. take out the spoon. <laughs> Mine's unopened. There you go. That's why I, that's why I, had the, that's why I was talking to uh, Reese about Blu-ray rips. I didn't want to open mine. Da, da, da. So we watched Mob Psycho 100. Um, what did you guys think? Well, I re-watched it, and the first time I watched it, I was a bit surprised because I watched One Punch Man before that, and I See? thought, oh, this is just going to be One Punch Man with psychic powers or something, and I'm like, I, I don't see what they can do with it, especially with like the character designs that I saw. I'm just like, what is this? What, what even is it? But I was impressed when I first went away from it, and uh, take it easy, Otakuso. And I'm going to transition into the thing that we were trying to do. Would we recommend it? Would we blah blah blah? I would recommend it. Uh, it's a pretty good watch, in my opinion. I think many people can get it, something out of it, laid, if a not a laugh. Yeah. yeah, I'll say this. Um, I really enjoyed episode one. I could barely pay attention to episode two. I really enjoyed episode three. I could barely pay attention to episode four. For some reason, every other episode um, felt really good for a while. Uh, like I, I was really enjoying what they were doing with it. And then ironically, um, it goes the exact same route as uh, One Punch Man in terms of uh, that storyline where um, in One Punch Man, where they're in like the villain's facility and they're like busting out or whatever, the exact same thing happens. Before we continue further, this was also a rewatch for me. Uh, the second rewatch, I appreciated the show even more. The first time that I rewatched it, I was kind of taken back a bit because One Punch Man, you have the fast-paced action happening. Well, while on this show, you have more of a slow-paced pacifism as the main tone. So that took me a bit to get used to. But the second time watching it, I enjoyed it more. I'm not sure if it's 
By chance, do you have a light blinking in your room, Augie? <laughs> That's a fan. Oh, because that doesn't even make sense. So that uh, that pillow or whatever behind you, underneath uh, the dot hack sign uh, hexagon back there, it keeps yeah. like flashing different different shades of red. <laughs> Oh, that's I, because I, of the whole FTV and M making oh, a noise because I have a computer screen here, but a big TV screen right behind it. But, okay. Do you have the TV screen with the, um, like, is it using as a dual monitor setup? Pretty much. That's so, I, you guys have to tell me uh, if you guys can see it because right now I have it clicked on just you and it's like, this is bizarre. Yeah, that that really must be what's causing it because when I'm talking and nobody else is interrupting, it's showing. Go ahead and talk real quick. Talking. Okay. Well, it's not changing. <laughs> anyway. Oh well. Uh, there is some more points. Would I recommend the show? Yes, I recommend the show. It might be a little different if you're expecting One Punch Man again. However, they're like it. You said there are sim there are similarities involved. I think uh, if you watch one character Man, design, you might like it more. The character designs are different because well, it's one drawing this time. It's all his style. It's not one the being creator the of artist, not um right. Just to clarify for anybody who didn't like it's not one drawing, <laughs> you know, it's it's the person named one doing the artwork. With One Punch Man, you have the online comic that one the mangaka one wrote. Then you have mm -hmm. this one guy who also did uh I Shield Twenty One. When he got involved with him and amped up the art style, so that's why they look totally different, but at he least essentially remade it with a yeah, new art just, style. He just yeah. made it more solid because the original One Punch Man is like a four panel comic that it looks like it was almost drawn Drawn by a, a child. <laughs> but in Mob Psycho's case, he did the art and the story full bore. Yeah. So um, I really liked the uh, character design for Reagan. Um, I felt like even though it's a modern, more, much more modern show that Reagan constantly looked like he had come straight out of like an older anime, like from the eighties or something. And I, I really enjoyed that. But um, yeah, in terms of the show, like I said, it's a very, it's a laid back watch. There were some parts that were hysterical, like just plot wise, really funny. Like, um, when he joined the body improvement club because he wanted that girl to like him. Uh, that was so yep. funny to me. Like, just like, just as a concept. And then uh, also when uh, the, the, the timing of the, the story in the episodes is really bizarre. Like the episode would end at this moment. And then the very, beginning of the next episode would do this thing where like, so here's what the next episode is going to be about. And then, Oh no, that's only the first five minutes, right. Is kind of what they do. So like, for instance, he joins the body improvement club. And then in like the first five minutes of the next episode, um, he like collapses through from exhaustion. Cause he's got psychic powers. So he's 
not used his body to exercise as much as a normal person because he's got the ability to like not have to get up from the couch. He can just get the remote like mentally over to him kind of thing. You know, he's like, he's not using his body as much. So it like brutally takes him out of commission in like the first five minutes. And then what's funny is that the whole thing is that this one club, the psychic club wants him to join their club. And then he declines and joins the body improvement club. Then he fails immediately uh, at running and whatever in the body improvement club. So the leader of the body improvement club takes him back to the, to the storage room. And it just so happens that that's the psychic clubhouse room. Right. Um, and that they're just letting them use it. Cause the, the body improvement club does all their stuff outside and they just use the room to store equipment. So I mean, I I say, that was, it was so funny. How I they, wouldn't say how that they it's, kept... it just so happens that that's the room because that was the whole point that was like, Oh, this room's going to be for the body improvement club. You need to get a new club member, otherwise you're dissolved or whatever. Right, but I, I just, I just thought it was funny because um, the way that they, it, it felt like it kept doing a bait and switch. Like, like, so we want you to join this club. No, I'm not going to join this club. I try to do this at the beginning of the next episode. I'm back in the club room with you guys, right? So, and then it seems to you like, oh, this is how they're going to get him to actually join the club. And then he doesn't join the club. Like, it just kept being like really funny how they were, it felt like they were really playing with, um, I don't want to say tropes of how storytelling was, but like they were really messing with your expectations. Um, and it was done in a way where it's almost like they're telling you the same joke over and over again, but it just keeps getting funnier instead of getting dull. You know what I mean? Yeah, because so it's like, it's it like... happens in such quick succession in that in that like span of the end of that one episode and the in the beginning of the next episode. I, I was it really I thought was clever. It was really really uh, put a smile on my face. I think that's was what this... one is the best at being clever with some things. Yeah, yeah, he's got. A, was he's this got also a good made in a mangaka style? Mangaka style? You mean is there a manga? The four Elma style. Oh, um, I don't know. I haven't read the manga. Because what you're describing would probably make sense if it was executed yeah. in from that, that style. Yeah, no, that's. There's something about that. That's like how Yotsuba works, um, where. And, and that. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that's going to sound a little crazy here. That is how all the funniest comics of Calvin and Hobbes work. They're a four panel comic. Have you noticed that? No, because I haven't about, read that in years. There's there's something about setting up the premise and the joke that can be handled in like four little. It's it's brilliant. I don't know. How, it's it's like a it's like a comedic style that not everybody can do, but it's when you can do it, it's somehow way funnier than anything else. So, um, but yeah, I, I have to give him props for that. I thought it was uh. I was really interested in the part where uh, Ritsu, um, um, Mob's brother, starts becoming psychic. Um, I thought that that was handled uh, like that. That interested me. I thought that that was a great thing to introduce to the story because I thought it wrote it. I don't want to say it raised the stakes, although it did, but it um, it gave stakes it, at it all. Change it changed the dynamic. It, it changed gave his brother the a purpose the to be there. Mm -hmm. well, it's not it's not just that but like what i mean is that is that the story had a dynamic when it started and before they exhausted that dynamic they quickly switched to a new dynamic and keep it really fresh which was which is a great thing about it and like i said it's not a show that i feel like you would want to sit down and marathon the whole thing and really focus on it um mm. i was 
I I tried to watch it with my wife because she wanted to watch it. Um, she didn't like. Same thing as me. First episode was really fun. Second episode, it was kind of like, who cares? Third episode was really fun. Um, for her, she sort of gave up in those early ones because it was just difficult to to plan things out. So I ended up finishing it while I was working. And for me, I somehow focus better on anime when I'm multitasking than when I'm just trying to sit there and watch it. Um, so I actually had as a sort of background noise and sort of, you know, focusing on one thing, but cognitively paying attention to something else yeah. actually made the show more enjoyable to me. Um, so that's what I mean when I say it's, a, for, it's sort of a relaxed watch. For regarding the pace to me, because you have like that, that kind of sine wave kind of different qualities of episodes or different paces of episodes. Mm -hmm. To me, it's better if you marathon through it because you have a fast pace, a slow pace. It kind of, you're kind of like chewing through the show. Show instead of watch one. Okay, it's fast. I like it. Watch the next show. Is this what I remembered? <laughs> can I? Charles can I also say that I absolutely hated that opening theme? <laughs> I mean, Did I skipped it anyway. But... I yeah, I had to skip it every single time after the first watch because it's like that first time was enough. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, that's me with um, every anime, but most of the lyrics is that they're counting. <laughs> oh yeah. I think it's I remember that song. now that yeah. was really like, really? <laughs> and it just like, it gets something about it. was really, really annoying. Um, oh, Reese disagrees. He loves the opening. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, Oops. I couldn't let that be my precursor to every episode. I okay. had to skip it. Um, um, so regarding the Ritsu thing, I think essentially the thing is, they established the dynamic at the beginning. So you have Mob being scummed out of, I don't know, getting paid properly and stuff by uh, Reagan. But um, when they introduced the Rito thing, it actually like gave it a story, I guess you could say. It's not just a day-to-day -day something. It's like something to actually pursue. And that led into the deeper parts of the story, like, oh, kidnap, blah, blah, bad guy's base, all this. And I think that's part of what I liked about it more than One Punch Man is that One Punch Man took so long to get to the content plot continuity because before that it was just, oh, a bad guy. Need to somehow One Punch him. And um, No, no, no. You missed the whole point of One Punch Man at that point. It's not him being the bad guy. It's him trying what? to conquer an everyday I never past. said he was the bad guy. I'm just, I'm just saying that it took like no, so long before they established the hero society. Shows up, it, then the plot becomes, oh, how do I one punch this person? Right. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that it like anyway. Um, like one Saitama, punch man. Saitama was the the bad guy. It took them so long before it's like, oh, the hero association. I need to get whatever yeah. graded and all this crap. But anyway, so mob psycho. It like establishes everything and then you get used to the characters and then it brings in this plot and it actually deepens the characters because you get to learn that oh Ritsu has this conflict about Mob and when he goes like whatever 100% and stuff and then yeah. Mob is like this really gentle caring brother and stuff but regardless of that he still gets like uh, he gets uh, used by Reagan and all this crap and uh all this builds up and I 
felt a lot of connection with all the characters because it actually explored them instead of it being oh, five episodes or six episodes till we get to the Hero Association and, <laughs> and all that stuff. That's pretty much what so I'm saying. Let me ask you guys a quick question. Um, was Reagan a total fraud? He was like a fraud that had some very good values, surprisingly. <laughs> Out of all the characters, I feel like Reagan was the most relatable one of all of them. He was so, somewhat of a throw of a fraud, but at the same time, he felt more like a psychologist most of the time. I mean, he kind of is because that's half. That's his whole game. He's manipulating people and trying to work around doing things the legit way, which is why he has to be so psychologically like strong and good at negotiating. Well, let me let me clarify why I asked. It was because <clears throat> my introduction to the plot of this show was from that video that um, Mr. Nice Guy was editing for Crunchyroll, where they did the Seinfeld versus anime thing, and they. Um, the the point of that uh, of that game, I'm gonna kill that dog. I swear, uh, was to uh, list out a plot premise, and the people playing the game had to say whether it was Seinfeld or anime, right? And the way they listed it out was that um, that a character pretends to have psychic powers, and then meets somebody who has the very powers he pretends to have, and that that was the premise that I went into the show expecting but i wasn't convinced that um that reagan didn't have ability just that uh i, I they kind of somewhat explained and i i could never quite decide whether what, i felt that like he's spiritual right because he seemed to be able to exercise um things just not uh telekinesis or anything right oh no he was a complete fraud to answer your question so, yeah, like so he that's just wriggled his way out it's like oh thank god there's not a real uh uh, real spirit for this lady that he was massaging or whatever and yeah. all that stuff. But you saw that flashback when he recruited Mob. He was like pretty young. So he's been yeah. able to get away with real exorcisms for a while. But um, <laughs> on the top... <laughs> Reese says what? his power is Photoshop when he erased that eyebrow. Oh, that was great as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, on, on the topic of Reagan being a fraud, um, the thing is I was watching this with my brother the first time, and mm -hmm. when they were in the bad guy's base or something, when they were mentioning, oh, the boss, and everyone was all scared of him. I don't that remember. The, the timing didn't seem as good when I watched it, um, rewatched it, but the timing when my brother and I were watching it, it's like, don't tell me Reagan's the boss. And you see him walk in, and they're like, oh, the boss. In, is the, in the next time on thing, he's like, uh, spoiler alert, it's me or whatever. Like I'm I, the like he said he says that in the in like the episode preview. No, I think it's just like yes, that's right. I'm the boss or something. Yeah, I don't know. That's right. I, it's me or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but it's just it was so perfect there because it's like wait he's the one that put him in danger and is trying to save him at the same time. <laughs> but I don't know. Hey Dakota, did you watch uh, it dubbed that, or subbed? I watched it dubbed. That Good. scene that when. Uh, that scene when he when the guy with the sword who looked like every time you saw the guy with the sword show up on screen, he looked really intimidating. And then that part when he hits him, 
uh, after the pep talk with Mob, and he toy he's like, oh, it really is a toy sword. <laughs> that didn't hurt at all. That cracked me up so bad. Like I thought, I thought this dub in particular, like for modern dubbing standards, all a lot of dubs are so good nowadays that it's like uh, it's hard for one to stick out. But this one at the time really stuck out for me. I thought they did a fantastic job. Like Reagan in particular was so into it, and Mob like. It's not. I wouldn't say that it's a hard role to fill because he's supposed to be like emotionless and stuff. But yeah. you know, you could hear that he was actually acting as well. Yeah, and, and he had that kind of, in a different way, he had that kind of voice that Rika has in um, in Higurashi, where she's got like the Oyashiro possession voice, and then also her normal like Moe voice, right? So right, yeah. um, Mob had his monotone voice, but then he had another voice that he would his switch into emotional voice. Yeah. Um, Oh, that was Chris Neosi. Yeah. Okay. So Chris, interesting story. When I started the channel about a half a year into starting the channel, Chris Neosi moved to Los Angeles to pursue voice acting. And I was talking to him on, uh, in comments on his video uh, he he created a um, a show called Tome. Is Reagan okay? Huh, um, that's amazing. I I didn't. I'm proud of that guy. He he has a show called Tome that's like a flash, uh, his own flash animated thing. That's a uh, um, um, a uh, it's like a play on online gaming. I think like dot hack style. I think anyway. But uh, yeah, he, he's an interesting guy, and I'm I'm glad to see that he's getting work and stuff because I. I told him, like, if you want to do work in animation, don't <laughs> do it from home. <laughs> don't move to California where it's going to cost you a fortune. So I'm, I'm glad he's, it's working out for him. And I think it's probably mm -hmm. time I should probably address the name of the episode. What do you guys think? <laughs> so uh, you mentioned Tome. That's also the yeah. name of the girl in charge of the club. One element while we were watching it that I was surprised with is I didn't think one could write a romantic subplot pretty well like you have the scene where mob and tome is are sitting at a park at a, sitting at a bench park the, sorry, in the park quick. sitting tome, on a bench and people are watching the terrain of magical expertise is what is what it's supposed to stand for just for anybody who's interested there's not much to the to, to the tome sorry tome character yeah i was gonna say <laughs> Yeah. But times that she does talk, there's always a point. Point. She's always in action. But when they finally get her to sit down and see how she would act with Mob or hang out, oh, I thought that was pretty good. So, what else did you want to go to, AC? Uh, should I address the title of title of the uh, episode? Yes. Okay. So. The reason uh, the episode title is in Japanese is because I didn't want to get demonetized for using the uh, English translation. You know, I can actually screen share the. Uh, let me just screen share the. Uh, I thought I told you to use a zero. It looked like shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's better than an asterisk. Okay, I'm gonna open this with preview and I'll screen share it so you guys can see. 
All right. Can you guys see this? Okay. So there are mini specials. Seven minute. There's six episode, seven minute mini specials on the Japanese uh, release. I don't think they're on the American. No, it's one. on ours. Is it? They, yep. I don't think. They, did they get dubbed? No. Okay. So um, in this particular one, so I, I always just to just to shake things up on the podcast. Um, when we did uh, that one skinny, what was that one called? The space adventure or whatever. What was the one we watched? Uh, Solar Adventure? Solar Adventure. Solar Adventure. Um, there was that quote, you communists are so cruel. That's why I named the podcast episode after that one. Because there's just a, such a funny line, the way he, he like screams it into the sky while clutching oh, yeah. his sister or whatever. Um, so I'm always on the lookout for things so I don't have to use Augie's name as, <laughs> as a name for the episode. Uh, and when this came up, um, so what happens in this episode, in this little mini episode, first of all, they're all in J, like old school JRPG graphics. They're RPG maker looking graphics. Yeah, they look like RPG maker, right? So uh, um, he's talking to this guy and the guy, he's like trying to, he's doing the, the like gypsy thing where you uh, try to like, you're just, it's a, like a, what do you call it? A, Fortune a, teller. A, yeah. A fortune teller trick where you, you try to get information out of people and you sort of coax them along on uh on your ruse kind of thing to, to get more information out of them. And then when you get that information, you can use it to keep them hooked in. Like, Oh, how did you know? I, yeah, I lost my brother last week. And, and that's why like, he is like, yes, I see it now in my crystal ball. So he's basically doing that to this guy, but, but the guy is shooting him down at every, every occasion. Um, and he's, he just keeps setting up like, Oh, it must be this then, or oh, it's a random stranger on the street must've cursed you. And he's like, yeah, it feels like you're really pushing this curse thing. You're having and family like, troubles. Yeah, so so then he says, uh, the guy says, um, he, he says it was a random person on the street. He's like, that's impossible because I've been in my house for the last three months just surfing the internet. He's like, well, what kind of sites are you visiting? And he's like, mostly image boards and porn sites. And he goes, the porn sites are the cause of the curse, right? So I the, the Japanese, uh, what he says in Japanese is, erosaito ga uh, geninda, which is... Uh, erotic sites are the cause so that's what the that's what the title is just to, just to clarify that for you guys i i might i might change it later but um i didn't want to get demonetized uh <laughs> during the time when i'm actually going to get monetization from the podcast a quick comment on the shorts is that shorts? um i only watched like two of them and yeah like <laughs> reese says makes me wonder how that random japanese user found us here uh yeah i was thinking the same thing i didn't want to say anything <laughs> <laughs> oh god um <laughs> uh, i don't so, know the shorts was on here i feel bad they are they're on the last yeah. disc um but the thing is that um like the art style was so because you're just sitting at pretty much a solid screen with nothing happening for the entire dialogue thing it's like so hard to get into it even when yeah, they say but, uh, like if they had dubbed it it would have been a lot easier to it would have been easier, but it still wouldn't have been as entertaining because if they animated that scene out with the porn sites thing, I would have been bawling or something. But yeah, because it was the way it was, it was yeah, it, it was okay, but it was it wasn't that engaging, and that's half the reason I haven't finished the shorts. That's all I really have to say about it is don't do that in the future. But guys, yeah. we haven't talked about two other characters, Dimple well, and Tinky. Don't worry. I want to we talk about the. Uh, I want to talk about the uh, the cult, <laughs> the LOL cult. 
Why am I forgetting yeah, this? Was that instantly? supposed to be like the happy science or the yeah. blue oh, people? The, that one. Yeah. And then and then uh That was a good one. Yeah, that was that was I think episode three. That's where like uh, like I said, it kept going back and forth with hooking you in and, and dropping you off and then hooking you back in. Um I, I remember the that scene with the milk <laughs> where they kept spitting <laughs> the milk on Mom's face. <laughs> What's going on is they're trying to get Mob to smile, but yeah. because he has psychic powers and can't be influenced, he just stays straight faced the whole time. It's, so they it's have a like laughing these... contest between two people. They put drink, take a sip of milk, and whoever makes the other person laugh first or whatever wins. And and it's, uh, it's a, it was literally a drinking commandos. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know how. So the episodes you said episode one's good, next is bad, yada yada. Well, the I don't think I that was only that, for the first for the first couple episodes, just for the record. Like okay, well I think I, I don't that know if it kept I I didn't particularly like process it that way. That oh, this episode in particular was boring, and this one is good because I mean when I was watching it, I that might have been the case. It, I just didn't notice it because. Some moments did feel a bit longer than others. Like for some reason, when I think of uh, what's his name again, the blonde guy who gets his hair beamed off or whatever, Tinky. Oh no, it wasn't. It wasn't beamed off. It was knives or something. Um, yeah, but that yeah. guy. Like whenever I think of his fight, I think, oh, drag. But then when I watched it, I was like, this is fine. But I don't know. For some reason, when I think back to it, I think, oh, that took a long time to get that over with um okay so, so that was that didn't have rewatchability for you is what you're saying i mean like, it could have but for, i'm having these conflicting memories on if it was good or or sorry drawn out or not it didn't are you having mandela memories fdd in them <laughs> i didn't really care about that um plot of that character fighting mob and then like him grabbing the uh, well i think it was because it was a typical "I want to be powerful and validate my existence" thing. Yeah, right, there's right. like that. Like they, brought about... up, they brought up the idea of what? the big fish in the in the small pond, which is like a psychological problem people have when they come, especially from a small town where they are the smartest person in their class, and everywhere they go, they're the smartest person in their class. And then they go off to college, to like Harvard or something, and they're one of the dumbest people in their class. And it's like it's like a a shock to the system to go from being the big fish in the small pond to just another fish in the, in the big pond. You know what I mean? And, and that's what they were describing about. Good. I didn't mind him, him being introduced this way because you see him in one extreme. Then after the conflict, you see him in a different light and how he betters himself along the way. I didn't mind that. I think that if if it was adds more to the character, Kind of like a Kaiba sort of way from Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh. the thing is, uh, yeah, it did, because I felt it was so straightforward, the whole, oh, I want whatever power to be the best, blah. Um, it, it felt a bit dragged out because they kept on going, oh, no, don't tell me what to do. And it kept on going until he eventually beat him. But um, yeah. at the same time, because it took so long, once it was finally resolved and you saw him in that new light, as Augie said, um, it felt rewarding and you're like, whoa, this guy's a changed man. And you're like happy when he's yeah. there. 
um in the base for the bad guys and stuff yeah so oh yeah yeah. Something that's interesting about the Japanese mindset going from the, the Bushido um, die with honor to sort of the modern day mindset that you actually see pop up in anime a lot is the idea that the Japanese value um, strength uh, so much that, but it's, it's like this bizarre thing where um, if you can't beat them, join them is sort of the thing. Like, it's like when you watch Dragon Ball, Vegeta becomes a good guy. Frieza becomes a good guy. Boo becomes a good guy. You know, like all these characters, Android 17 becomes, or Android 18 becomes a good guy, right? All, all these different things happen where, where they get beaten and then they join the cause of the stronger opponent, right? Yeah. Um, and that is something that I think is very much ingrained in Japanese culture. They got decimated in world war ii and then they're one of our biggest allies you know what i mean like that's just something about like they're literally it's like I'm, i mean i'm not advocating child abuse but there are those times when you got to slap somebody across the face uh to snap them out of the the stubbornness you know what i mean um and that's kind of ingrained in in japanese culture is that this like getting beaten they're one of the only cultures where they actually seem to reflect on things once they've been challenged and defeated. You know what I mean? Um, and Dakota was bringing up Bakugo syndrome uh, regarding the uh, the character who goes from being a big fish in a small pond to just another fish in the pond kind of oh, thing. Oh, Midoriya um, or whatever his name is. Wait, no, 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 <laughs> no. The the character we were just talking about, the blonde hair that gets it shaved off and he has to wear the wig. Um, no, no, I, I said Midoriya thinking that was Bakugo's first name, but then I'm like, wait, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, Bak from what I've seen, of, I haven't gotten, I'm not caught up in My Hero right now, but uh, from what I've seen, he hasn't quite turned yet into... Uh, he seems he's still like um, blonde guy except times 50. I haven't finished season yeah. three. Well, the thing, is, the thing is about Bakugo is that he, he like Vegeta, is just still uh, a pri he's still prideful even though he was I don't want to say he was beaten. Bakugo technically hasn't actually been beaten yet, so maybe that's why. I mean, he was beaten in season uh, one. Yeah, in season one with the uh, where where Midoriya punches up to get the the bomb diffused or whatever for that little thing yeah. they did. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's like, it's not, it's not quite gotten there in terms of like a one-on-one -on -one match, which actually, if you think about it, it's kind of how it is with Vegeta and Goku. They haven't quite had the one-on-one -on -one match, uh, yet after the, the Saiyan saga or whatever. Which is why Vegeta is always like, Kakarot, briefly face go me. Briefly going back with the whole fight with Tenki and Mob, and even going to the beginning, that was the part I was talking about, the whole pacifism thing kind of threw me off when I first watched it. Oh, because Mob is like, don't, I don't want to fight or hurt you. It's yeah. not that, it's how they drag it out. Mm -hmm. It's He's literally beaten, beaten and tries to refuse all this other stuff and then of course, if you watch, he, duh, he lets it go anyway. But that's because he was forced to. But, um, I'm Reason, not I'm sure if that's more of a religion uh, thing. Naruto fight. What? Never mind. Continue. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if this is part of the a religious thing, thing with the pacifism, or if it's just 
general it's just, way for them. No, it, it no, was it's more, just the mob is like an incredibly gentle guy. Yeah, and he had it's the moral code that Reagan had instilled in him as, as well, sort of yeah. a, a right. father figure that could relate, even though he's lying, to the uh, psychic tendency or whatever that's the thing i love about reagan he's a, a fraud but he's, he's got con, good he's morals a con artist with a heart of gold <laughs> yeah yeah but towards the end he kind of has the usopp effect where in one piece usopp told all these lies but now with oh yeah that's so true reveals he's actually predicting the either predicting the future or telling what's going to happen to to him later I forgot all that uh, about Usopp. I didn't really explain that much about Dimple because when he confronts the the happy cult, the giggle cult, cult Dimple. It... <laughs> can I address Reese's comment? He says, "Mob can walk oh, on ahead. water. Take what you will." Uh, so I'm just gonna say I remember that time in the Bible where Jesus reached 100 percent and flipped the tables of the Pharisees over in the temple. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Okay, so, so what were you, you have saying? Dimp so the whole point of the cult is that Dimple, this spirit, has uh, possessed poltergeist. Yeah, possessed this one one uh, weak-minded individual. Then he shows up to be the big bad ghost. Then kind of becomes more of a better tolerable slimer of the show. <laughs> Uh, I really like this greedy ego this whole time. How he's even like, when he's, oh, I'll go and possess him. He's good. I, I, I loved that part when he outsmarted that guy uh, who had the... Uh, Those, when he goes... The jar? <laughs> yeah, when he goes through the... Well, yeah, when he goes through the door <laughs> and then... Uh, and then he tricks that guy to send his, like, his, like, ghost minions or whatever his after theories. him. Uh, and then um, that part where they put him in the jar, like, that was... There's something about those kind of it's not really a twist ending, but like they they set something up so that when all the stakes feel like it's like everything's going against the character, they can bring that other character back and you're like, oh yeah. Like there's something about that that is so perfectly executed about him being in the jar and it's like, oh, he's definitely dead, right? Kind of thing or whatever. Like, and you just totally forget about him until the end when he pops back out. He's like, Well, I finally defeated all those guys in the jar. Right. Yeah. Uh, and he, like they have him like belch or whatever when he comes out, <laughs> like well, he ate he them ate all, because, right? <laughs> just, well, uh, he just ate them all because it. that was the rule. It's like whoever of the hundred eats uh, them all, and whatever the, comes yeah, up, is become, the, yeah, is the is the number one or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it was just it was really clever how what could have been a very offhand line literally sets up the joke and then the belch is the punchline which I just thought was really funny like they, they could have said literally they didn't have to say eat right you know what i mean like the, um but because they specifically did they were able to set up a, a good joke when he comes out and it's like there's this thing that comedians do where they get your brain into a certain mode of thinking and i think that one is able to do that the the, the author guy um because he sets you up and then delivers the punchline in a way where the punchline is both funny and it, it cycles your memory back to that moment. And it like, it like validates all this information to you uh, in an instant. And it's just a really interesting way of handling stuff. And again, it's sort of the four panel uh, comic way of writing comedy, I guess. But um, I, I, 
I had a good laugh at that part. Um, and also, uh, one thing I thought was a little bit weird is the guy, the guy that wears the wig that's like really tall. Um, yeah, tanky, right? Um, yes. I feel like I looked away for a minute, and then when I looked back, when he was in the, uh, when they were going in to get uh, Mob and Ritsu from the, uh, um, from the lair or whatever, all of a sudden his hair was short again. Did that happen during the battle with the guy? It got cut off. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I looked away for a second, and then when I looked back, his hair was short again. So I thought <laughs> I he was. I think they did that because they're like, "How are we going to manage these physics? Let's just cut it off." Because before, when the wind blew, it all he like freaked out. Yeah. And what was funny is that if he's psychic, you'd think he would just hold it on with his psychic power. <laughs> Not, but then when the wind blows, he's like, oh, shit. You know? <laughs> well, he was in public what, at the time. He didn't want to use psychic, probably. Yeah, but I'm, I'm well, saying that like even, no matter how much content. the wind is blowing, if you're psychically bonding it to your head at the point, it could be blowing all over the place, but it's not going to blow off, which is what the whole point of him grabbing it to prevent it from doing was, because he didn't want people to see that it was actually Dude, a wind. I don't know the physics of one's manga. <laughs> I have two yeah, things to say to you guys. It doesn't matter. Uh, briefly, what well, kind of felt like a cut, like a bit of content cut from the show that might be in the manga, have not read it, is Tanky's choice in wig style. Why Why is it that tall? What? Why is the opening showing him with a cactus? Honestly, as a symbolism. I, I could... Yeah. That part I could care less about why. I just I'm glad it's funny. there anyway, because <laughs> he looks that ridiculous. Part, I I think it was there for the to set up the joke where um, I guess was it Mob who couldn't remember who he was, and then he's like, well, he's got this really developed brain or whatever, because he thought his head was really that tall <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Like it's just a lot of clever writing. Um, which I think is actually Japanese humor. And this, this is, again, this is the four panel comic thing is that some Japanese humor is very heavily gag based and other Japanese humor is like really clever, intricate writing, you know, and sometimes it's a combination, but four panel comics very much like the Calvin and Hobbes style of writing is, um, set up a joke and deliver it and knock it out of the park. Right. And that's, that's what they did. Uh, but again, a lot of it was, was it's not even a gag. It's just setting up visual things as those set up for your joke, like with the tall hair and then the line about him having this overdeveloped brain, you know, and all that just really unique, clever writing. That, that reminds uh, me of Detroit Mel city with all those clever setups. Yeah, I just love the the, the saying rape right in, in like one second, like eight times in one second or whatever. Eleven. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. The whole the whole setup and themes concept with with the characters and how they react to each other with Dimple, which kind of makes sense because he possesses people. You always see him pair up with an individual, like him and him and Mob. Then. Him and Mob's brother, and towards the end, they were going to have him and uh, darn it, what's his name? Who the brother? Reagan, 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 I... Reagan. Reagan. You forgot Reagan's name. <laughs> I forgot Reagan. <laughs> Who? 
Okay, FTDNM, what did you have to say? Okay, so I have two things. My first is an opinion statement uh, that um, I find Bakugo incredibly annoying and one-dimensional. My next thing is that don't you love how every single freaking um, the Vegeta thing you were describing, how they were an enemy before and now they're a good guy, how it's like they just the good guy just barely defeated this bad guy who's incredibly strong or whatever, and they're on the side now. And then as soon as they have another enemy, they're like useless and weak. And it's like, come on, why weren't you as strong as you were when you fought Goku or whatever? <laughs> hey, at least it isn't as bad as Bleach on that. So in the one, I'm just going to defend the Dragon Ball logic real quick about. Uh, I mean, it about... makes sense, but I mean. I just find it. I don't know. I feel like they should be much more of an asset when they acquire them. So you're saying it would be nice if there were a couple of bosses in between that they defeated easily. I mean, every once, actually, every once in a while, you, you, you got to throw in that guy that they that like they defeat like with it's like One Punch Man defeating him. Speaking of Bleach, um, uh, I mean, I think wait. Have either of you watched it all or most of it? I watched yeah. the live action Netflix movie. Okay, I'm what trying about... not to associate with it. <laughs> okay, well, essentially in the last season, because I watched my brother watching it. Um, so Ken Pachi, he's the guy that doesn't have like whatever he's powers. The one with the bells. He's the one that he uses his raw power, and that's why Zanpakuto looks like crap. But anyway. Yeah. Essentially, in the last arc, they have these like wannabe soul, whatever their soul reapers. Soul reapers. Um, and they all like isolate pairs of people of the soul reapers uh, fighting against these guys. And essentially, Kempachi just takes his sword and one shots the enemy, and he's done already, just waiting for everyone else to finish in their isolation chambers. I don't know. That just popped out of nowhere. Like, if you just did that. Every once yeah. in a while, that would just be great. But anyway, onward. I feel like one thing. I, I feel like there is a scene in Dragon Ball where they did that. Maybe. I wasn't paying attention. What was it again? Where, where they uh, after? Well, it's not directly after, but like where they have a character um, that joins up, and then like, like you, basically, the idea is that the only people who ever challenge the hero are right at their power level and a little tiny bit stronger. Like where the, where the hero has to go beyond a hundred percent kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, the punching machine. That was, that's like my favorite scene uh, in the, in the arc, uh, the Majin Buu arc, when they do the tournament at the beginning and Vegeta yeah. doesn't hold back and oh, just yeah. completely <laughs> obliterates the machine. That might be my favorite scene in all of uh Oh yeah, when uh, when Frieza comes back and Trunks defeats him in like in like oh, two yeah, seconds. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think they kind of do that with with in Dragon Ball Super as well when Golden Frieza shows up. And wait, wait, wait! Don't pretty... spoil. Have you but, not? Uh, se that's like season two. You haven't seen any of it. Unless you're talking about the season two, which is just a redo of the movie. The movie, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hmm. When, when Golden Frieza comes back in season two, um, which is the, the redo of Fukatsu no F, 
uh, and uh, they basically are just toying with them. Like they're they really because of drag uh, because of uh, Super Saiyan Blue or whatever. They're legitimately just that much stronger than Frieza that they're pretty much just at a certain point they're holding back just to make it more fun, you know. Because otherwise it'd be like a tennis match where you uh, where you obliterate the ball. On, on your opponent's side of the net, like um, Johnny McEnroe used to do, where he'd hit the ball and it would hit the ground and just disintegrate on on the opponent's side of the net. Um, like they're so they're basically like given a few easy ones just so that the match lasts longer than a second. Um, yeah, they, they basically do that with Frieza there too. I, about, I think my favorite part. <laughs> I think my favorite part was when uh, in Dragon Ball when they had the driver's license episode. Yeah, where where <laughs> they where Piccolo dresses up as the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I guess. Go. Have you seen that? That's that like his outfit. So I I remember him wearing like a hat or something like a ball cap, and <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was a great episode because it was out of nowhere, the least thing there's you'd a, expect when they fly search, everywhere. There's an auto search function. <laughs> Fresh Prince of Nam. <laughs> of Nam. Oh my god. There you go. Uh, going back to Mob one with it. Being about psychics, what I appreciate this this show is I have a show about people who can use telekinetic powers, and it's not almost a noir. It's not the characters are suffering because they have the ability hmm. ability of being psychic or being shunned from everyone because they keep reading is their minds. Is such thing as a uh, as a noir comedy? So essentially, what you're saying is are those incompatible? Those exist, yeah. Do you have any examples? Uh, Katora-san. Oh, so that's what you mean? Yeah. Uh, damn it! it. Uh, <laughs> technically, oh, lost. Oh, okay, Super I've got human. one. There's, there's one called. Okay, it's not a, it's not an anime. Um. Takasakaguchi made a before they made verses, uh, or maybe after they made verses. He and Ryuhei Kitamura, or whatever the director who did uh, verses, they put together a bunch of just stupid shorts called Snot Rocket and the Super Detective, and the Super Detective ones are um, are comedies of him as a uh, like an old black and white like noir style detective. So that that does exist. Anyway, back to our topic at hand. But yeah, you're essentially saying it's a. They have the powers, but it's without some sort of drama connected to it. It's just they yeah, have or they're powers. cursed, or they're cursed because they have it, and they're to be doomed because they have this. Even though you know, what my favorite the part of that they would take advantage of it. The explanation for the powers was he was born with them, and that's all we knew. Yeah. We didn't need, <laughs> we didn't need uh, amnesia, <laughs> like good man. <laughs> Actually, the way they handled uh, his powers or whatever, the whole 100% of his brain type thing, I think it was handled really well because, like I said, I thought, oh, it's one punch man with the mind. But, um, yeah, because it's yeah. not like he instantly has his one punch power available. It's just, uh, oh, he goes super sane at a certain time. And as we saw in the end, it even went beyond super sane <laughs> to, uh, to like a like thousand ten, percent. To thousand percent yeah yeah and uh, i mean that that just allows for power creep type mechanics but i mean i liked how they handled it and with mob 
being a pacifist, whatever, it worked to his advantage because it's like, oh, well, I don't know what I'm doing at that point. But then it develops because it's like, I do know what I'm doing in this time. And then it has, uh, I think I lost my train of thought. Oh, yes. Um, I'm glad that there wasn't some stupid thing like uh, how Ray Reagan told him, don't, don't use it on other humans. And then he like really quickly learned, oh, self-defense. There yeah. you go. It wasn't all Goku. Oh, I don't want to kill you, Cell. I'll let you go. Oh, so you came back. What you're back? saying is this is a show with with uh, without any filler episodes. No, I'm just saying I'm glad they didn't drag out this stupid dilemma of, oh, I can't hurt humans, even though he has tons of humans clearly hurting him, because it's like in Dragon Ball when Goku doesn't want to kill the enemy, but then right. it what bites I, him in I the mean ass. Is, what I mean is, the, okay, yeah, I was going to say they, they didn't drag it out, but you're making a separate point that uh, Goku doesn't kill Frieza, and then Frieza almost kills Goku because of it, or whatever. Yeah, or he actually does, and they bring him back to the Dragon Balls. But the thing is, Goku has that throughout, like, 300 episodes, and it's dragged out so long, and it's to his detriment okay. all the time. He doesn't learn from it, whereas Mob let's, is like, Let's not be that ridiculous. The Dragon Ball Z is only, like, 240 I'm... episodes. <laughs> but but I, get, I do understand, it feels like an eternity, is what you're getting at. Right. And, the, and the, it was great that at least it lasts like a minute in Mob yeah, Psycho. He instead. actually like learns like a human being instead of this stupid moral dilemma that makes no sense. But anyway. Okay, right. so the only two other groups that we haven't talked about was the psychic training facility and yeah. uh, <laughs> Ichi Mizato, the photographer. But and also, not much to be really said about. I don't uh, remember the photographer. You mean the girl who no, the was the girl. journalist? The girl who yes. was at, yeah, at LOL. She was only in like two or three scenes. Yeah, the, I see potential in her. Yeah, I liked her I character when she showed too. up. And I, Better I than was, Subomi. I liked how when she uh, when she had the mask put on or whatever, you could hear her inner thoughts that, like, she knew that. Like it she was, was a, a slave to the, like her body was completely taken over by the power of the thing or whatever. And, I agree, Dakota. Mind, not that there was much competition. <laughs> yeah, half the girls were vegetable headed, so. That really confused <laughs> me when I first saw it. He's not worried about the other girls. He's only seeing that one. No one else mattered. Yeah, that was that was kind of relatable to me because you guys know I have that sort of like that sort of mentality that I just I literally just don't find attraction in in women that are not my wife kind of thing. He doesn't so have that, waifus. He has yeah, a real so that, life waifu. So that kind of uh, I, I I kind of dug that they did that because to him everybody else <laughs> I just came in. Um, everybody else is uh, basically vegetables, you know, and like she's like the the filet only mignon. one that matters. Yeah, she's the one that. Yeah, exactly. It's like everybody else might as well not even exist. And I, at first, I thought it was kind of like they're all potato heads, like they're all ugly. But uh, but they were like pepper and, and broccoli, and so I'm like, it's just like it's. It, they might as well be. They might as well be the part of the meal you don't look forward to eating. You know. Tsubomi I mean? though has like zero character development besides the negative of <laughs> this is boring. <laughs> so season two, what developments would y'all like to see? I. I haven't read the manga 
for me, I would like to see more, a little bit more relationships going on with Mob to find out who who he either ends up with or at least goes on more <laughs> dates with. I mean, that's true. He does have the goal of I want to find love, so that's fair enough. If we can get something um, in there, all sure. all I want is a continuation of season one, um, where. Uh, we basically just see everything we saw there, but more of it. So, like, more interaction with Reagan uh, All right. and stuff. Um, the, one ob- the one to obvious. To go after the one girl uh, and failing uh, to even be noticed. And then uh, um, I want everything else, ev- everything else I want to just be um, that un- unexpected, unpredictable stuff that, that they do in uh, in the first season. Where it's like the writing is just so clever. Good. The one obvious thing that that should happen is the development of Sho Suzuki and his family. Who? Red-haired guy out of nowhere. Yeah, that guy who shows up, he kind of reminded me At of the end? from uh, Hunter Hunter. Yeah, the guy who was in the psychic thing, but he like never really did anything. And he was just like, there's just kind of this vibe that he was the strongest one there. And ever he was just kind of like... Uh, it amused him to watch everybody else struggle against mob, like as if he could easily pick off mob kind of thing. That was kind of the idea. At least that's the vibe they gave. Maybe he'll turn out to be incredibly yeah. weak, we'll see, based on the writing. <laughs> I thought he but, was some sort of weakling that was just kind of bratting around at first. So me too. I, when they were wrong. escaping from the facility, I half expected them to run into Saitama, like literally just in the hallway, because <laughs> it looked just like the place that they had in the. Yeah, I mean, uh, the exterior was obviously oh, different. I think like the underground tunnels and stuff. I just thought, like, at some point, they're going to run past each other. Wasn't Mob and the the Lazy Club like side, like background characters in a One Punch Man episode? It might have been. I, I I watched One Punch Man first, so I didn't I didn't know to look for him. Yeah. Okay. Now, what I am expecting is for them to, I mean, obviously wrap up the whole plot of who is this evil organization run by and blah, blah, blah. Are they going to defeat it? And, uh, I mean, the only other thing is, like we already said, if he pursues his goals of, like, being popular and uh, falling in love or whatever, and hopefully getting over Subomi and realizing photography girl, whatever. But, yeah, I mean, that's all we can really hope for. And then, like... Yeah, as Dakota's saying, more exploration of what the hell his powers are and what the hell the 100% is, blah, blah, blah. A common duh that hasn't been said yet, but I'm, I'm not sure if you two know. The manga for this has been completed for a while. Wait, it's complete? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, because he, he wrote it... He... Because it's a four, it was like an online comic, like One Punch Man. Is that is that correct? Probably so. because only one has done the only art or whatever. Right, it, that hasn't been remade. So and when you last. talk about the the recap special, are you talking about the Reagan OVA Reagan OVA? That's just a recap. for that to get dubbed. Who's talking to what? Uh, Reese says, did you guys watch the recap special? It ended last year. Oh, he's talking about, I think he moved on to the manga, um, the manga ending last year. If there was a recap special, I won't watch it because I hate recap specials. They waste my time. 
The, well, for me, I'll I usually just leave those on in the background because I've already watched the show. So I just if it's dubbed, leave. if it's subbed, then eh. well, if it's it subbed, you don't even have to pay attention to it if you don't want to. I just well, like well, I when I um I ha I'm I'm not yeah I guess I'm a completionist. So when it comes to marking things as watched on Anime Planet, um, I try to uh, just to get them out of my like. Uh, like recommended things that, to shows you've already seen but haven't marked yet, um, I'll try to watch them. Yeah, I'm the same. But like, if it's a recap, I'll probably put on like times two or four speed. <laughs> I don't mind watching a recap if there's more information given. Sure, but that's or still annoying that you have to. Isn't there a six? Isn't there like a six episode uh, arc or something in? Um, in Haruhi, where they do this Groundhog Day thing, where they where they air the exact same. You episodes. mean Endless Eight, Endless which is eight? season two? Yeah, and isn't there? I didn't mind Endless Eight, where they re they air it. Well, if you were to watch that week to week in Japan, it might get old. But um, and it's literally like almost all of it's the exact same episode, but from they they reanimate it from different angles to keep it interesting. I watched all of it, and then I started to like. Like I said, uh, times two, times four, and all that stuff. And I mean, it was really relieving once they figured it out. I it, that's all I can really say. It was unnecessary, but yeah. Say that again, real quick. Uh, which part? Oh, well, I'll restart. I watched the end. They'll say blah blah blah, okay. and it was. Yeah, like you said, there was minute details change every time, but it was insanely relieving once it was finished and they resolved yeah. it, which is that, the only plus for it being torture. Uh, yeah, that uh, feels like um, two, the two things that come to mind. Have you ever seen Lawrence of Arabia? I don't even know what that They're is. Wanting to. There's an opening shot that's like a, a long shot of a character on a camel or whatever going through the desert and you watch him go all the way across the screen. And it, I think it lasts like one minute long, but it feels like an eternity because it's so slow. And it's the, it's to get the audience into the feeling of, uh, of what it would be like to actually be in the desert with nothing to do, nothing around you, no real scenery and just, you know how long that's one minute imagine going entire days on a journey like that you know what i mean um so that's kind of like the yeah. purpose there and then the other thing it makes you think of uh is um uh pop team epic where they uh. do the exact same thing again but with like very minor differences it's like that's like the cheapest trick no no there isn't any differences is there yeah, it's, no. The second the second time around, besides they the dub being very, different. No, no, no. They do very minor differences in the visuals, um, and it's like that. It's literally that is a trick, in my opinion. Uh, it's like a, uh, I mean, a you dubbed it twice. Yeah, it's, it's like a scam thing to get you to to get you to watch it, where it's the exact same thing, and they change one little thing, and it's kind of sometimes it's like a punchline of the previous one, like for for. Uh, um, for the Gridman video, I had to get a clip from uh, Pop Team Epic, and I went to the to this one episode where they have like people in the studio talking to each other, and then the camera like zooms in on this part in this like CCTV uh, 
thing and it's like there's like a little face underneath the like a the character from the ring basically underneath the the cushion of the couch or whatever and then the next time they do it like it, it uh you see it again and they do that again but this time uh it's the uh the two main characters or something like that instead it's it's really dumb anyway that's what i that's what comes to mind about the endless eight is like they're trying to get you into the mindset like lawrence of arabia of this is what it would be like to actually be in the endless eight arc to live it because i think it's fifteen thousand iterations they went through um in the like in the actual story not that we see all fifteen thousand, just like steins gate right but um and they're trying to get you into that feeling but like i feel like you could do that in one episode episodes. you can literally do it in one episode by just doing the same exact scene over and over again over a four minute period right, right? you could accomplish the same thing right that would actually be more effective because you'd have a comparison for the details. But um, yeah, with Pop me, Team Epic, me I think bring that's up that Pop Team Epic thing I can show you right now. I, I I've actually seen that exact scene, except I saw the variation with the characters. But um, mm -hmm. the reason I think Pop Team Epic works actually worse than Haruhi is because it's comedy. And as soon as I saw the same joke right back to back. It instantly I, was like, kill me. I, I don't find I this funny. Stand it. I, it's a different it type why, of viewing. That's why I like skipped abstraction, to the... Like uh, Super Milk Chan, it's right up your alley. If not, just watch something else. Super Milk Chan was funny because of the... Uh, um, because of the... What do you call it? Uh, the, the ADV dub. Where they where they added the live action segments in it at the ADV like dubbing studio with all the voice actors. Yeah, that that made that really funny to watch. That's why Adult Swim aired the aired the Japanese version. But anyway, with Pop Team Epic, that's why I've been skipping to the segment that has the female voice actors or whatever because it sounds so weird hearing Christopher Sabat Vegeta voicing this little girl yeah actually real quick i have i don't think we've really uh made this point clear yet but in mob Psycho 100 reagan was like the best character and half the reason to watch the show in my opinion <laughs> yeah okay i feel like we're way yeah, understating that but yeah well, no, I, I don't disagree. I think he, I think that I don't he disagree. really I'm, he was sort of the glue that held the uh, the show. I, I'm together. just saying that we're saying this for literally five seconds when it should be like five minutes of the one fifth of the conversation. Not that it I should be because say other time relations budget. make the show much more enjoyable, but that's yeah, just maybe a little a, different per person. Being a fraud, the biggest fraud in the world, is somehow so entertaining. Is there anything else we can say? I mean, I, um, I wrote a review for it back then. Still got to make a video of it. <laughs> How many videos is that up to now? Oh, dude, I have like a backlog of 14 or something. They're all written. I just need to actually record them and have the time to edit them. 
I haven't been in the loop though for so long, so I need to like get the gears going again, I guess. So wait, are we? Are you like looking something up or something? No, I got I got a reply from a eBay seller on something I was asking him. Yeah, was it the Canada uh, Post strike guy? <laughs> the what? Canada Post strike guy. I was referring to Augie's thing, even oh. though it's you buying. No, I. Uh, so I ordered Heroic Legend of Arslan a while ago, and uh, the slip covers are becoming incredibly difficult to get for that show. Um, and I somehow accidentally rebought season one part one instead of season one part two for the to get one with the slip cover, and uh, I'm trying to uh, figure out if I can return it because that was a waste of money. Maybe I'll just hold a on to it. Segue until since you brought that. Who's, who's desperate for uh, for a slip, a slip cover? cover. Yeah. Since you're talking about pickup oddities for uh Conan. Kanan. I noticed trying to Kanan. I noticed that uh a lot of copies would have the same face and they would always like clip the bottom off because the bootlegs wouldn't have the bottom but what gave them away was the back. So I had a pretty interesting time trying to get this get a legitimate copy of this. Okay. Is that and main bootlegs? Say- when you say bootlegs, you're talking about the kind like the easy to spot ones where they don't put the company names on them. Yeah, because that's where, they, that's where they, they're cropping the image. Yeah, but everyone's cropping the image, but not every every picture is a bootleg. Yes, yeah. well, that's how that's how bootleggers that's how people knowingly selling bootleggers usually like to operate, is they use pictures of the real thing when they're actually selling the bootleg version. Oh. All right. So with that, honestly, next time regarding, we'll watch- regarding the bootleg series, real quick, um, if I could actually get Patreon uh, going to the point where where I could expect income to compensate for for time put into uh, the channel. Um, that series could happen, but like, I just, I feel like it's getting farther and farther away from me with, uh, with the backlog of stuff I got to do now and how much like extra work I have to do to, uh, keep, uh, you know, paying for food on the table and everything with the family having grown. So anyway, um, yeah, so the next thing we're going to watch is Arrow Manga Sensei. Next podcast is on my birthday, November 15th. Arrow Manga Sensei should be right here. I'll pull it out, not that I really need to. Which I've oh. already pre-watched. All right. How was it? Was it recommended? <laughs> I thought it was all right. I want to see where it goes. Um, so just like with uh, Mob Psycho, as soon as we decided we we're gonna watch it, um, there's a new OVA coming out soon. Uh, that was announced yeah. earlier when I was watching it. I was like, why didn't Anaplex include the OVA? Oh, it's yeah. coming out in 2019. So yeah, they um, like to release stuff early, early. I have links in the description if you want. If you guys want to buy it, I have links in the description to write stuff. Uh, those are non-affiliate links, um, even though I didn't change the. Uh, 
default thing in the description says that they might be. They're not, um, just for the record. There's like this new thing you have to, like um, the United States uh, passed where you have to disclose sponsorships and whatnot and all that. FTC. But, uh, whatever it is, but um, not, I would have anyway, because I just think it's better to be more transparent with people but um they're on they're on right stuff i don't think you can get them on amazon because they're um anaflex or whatever i think we confirmed you can't get them on amazon well i mean if they're third party some reason they're no no from amazon huh. I'll I didn't check see it. Them maybe maybe i only found one of them anyway so uh yeah november 15th we're gonna be watching this i gotta get back to work over here and i have a lot of stuff to do if i'm gonna go see the uh Trinivio movie on Saturday. Please like, one, subscribe, two. comment, share with your friends, and show your family. They are on, on Amazon. Okay, cool. No, not from Amazon. FDDM says Reese. Anyway, but guys, thank on you. Amazon. <laughs> You're on Amazon CA. Maybe that's why. No, I'm on Amazon.com. CA has even less Anaplex. Fine, let's check it real quick before we wrap things up. Like if I change that, I so can are we going to eat? Good. Are we going to eat candy bars with a spoon? Because it's an Aniplex title. What, what brought this up that? is that. What brought this up is on the Facebook group. I commented about people just buying Aniplex, and I disagree with the price range. Typically, this time it's not that bad. Yeah, and there's a scene from Seinfeld where every. This one guy eats a Snickers bar with a fork, and somehow that became a thing. Then it escalates to Jerry and Elaine just looking around at the restaurant and spotting people like eating Skittles with a spoon, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Only one left in stock, and it's just Volume One. And here is this Volume Two? Is this the, the Japanese? Is the seller Sean K. Wright stuff? Huh, yeah, Sean K. Wright stuff. Well, the other ones, the other Aniplex stuff is usually first party. I mean, either way, it's still on there. Whatever. <laughs> this one is being sold by Anime Pavilion. And then this one is being sold by... Eight used and new. God, these are really expensive. <laughs> I don't think they were that expensive when I... Ichigo, Ichie Japan. Well, I think the ones from Right Stuff that are listed on here is because it includes the shipping or whatever and import, whatever. Well, maybe not import because yeah, you're in the so, States. So, Animate Pavilion. Yeah, they're not being sold by Amazon. Well, no, there's the Sean Wright Stuff seller third I party. I didn't, yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna end it here. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys uh, in two weeks. Hopefully, I'll be done with my job and a little bit less stressed out. Uh, and until then, take it easy. See you then. Bye.